0: Hey everyone, welcome to podcast number 103. Uh, we are in for quite the show tonight. Uh, today today I'm going to be your host, uh, I guess host, I don't know, whatever, video director or whatever. So uh, when shit goes sideways, blame it on me. Uh, so I am Dexter Holy Grail 12 Wiseman. Uh, we have Tim, Timmy O'Toole Wiseman. Adam, his dubness Weber and DB Daryl, new to gaming, Bradley. Well, <laughs> welcome aboard, boys.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Well, good job, Dex. You're going to take the reins. We're missing Carrie. I know he's out. Uh, well deserved week off. So.
0: Yeah, you're okay. in charge,
1: buddy. You got the you got the finger ready to click and, and get all the contests and get everything going.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a good chance that this goes sideways, but uh, <laughs> but Weber, thank you for coming on. Uh, as always, really appreciate you jumping on when uh, somebody's out of town these days. So uh,
1: no
2: problem. Yeah. yeah, here's a little
0: compliment
1: for you, Weber. I gotta say, you are the absolute best. What do you guys think I'm going to say here? What does everybody think I'm going to say here, Weber? You are the absolute best. Saying happy birthday to people in the morning. Y- yes, he yes. truly is. You important. are are on it every day, saying happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. And I just give you absolute two beers. That two night. beers. Yeah. 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 Well, usually just one. <laughs> it's, it's a skill Cheers, that I, I couldn't get around. I tried doing it for a couple of days, and wow, it's a lot of work, man. So well done.
2: Ah, you know what? I, I think it's important. Just give everybody just that little extra. Right. Everybody likes to see something on their timeline, so I don't know if I can help that process, I do it.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I, just, I mean, you you have your morning ritual in the morning. You spend yep. like 45 <laughs> yeah, minutes on the toilet. <laughs> so, <laughs> For sure, that's what you're doing. <laughs> you got to have time. Uh, yeah. I 100% know that that is the case. <laughs> He's not denying it. I don't deny I,
2: it. It's <laughs> all rituals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so officially I mean, I guess officially we're supposed to be reopening tomorrow here in Alberta, it's Alberta. Alberta. That's exciting for you guys Alberta. You? It, is, yeah. Alberta. Yeah, you know, it is It's honestly super <laughs> exciting. The only weird thing is the fact that the Alberta government hasn't made any announcements about it all week, which to me is like super strange. They didn't do any addresses nothing, so But they're also was, not
1: saying anything, so it's kind of like okay, I guess everybody's open, right? There's, yep. yeah, yeah, Numbers are yeah, low a... and here you
3: go I think I think Kenny's more worried about his rooftop patios problem, right? So, <laughs> so he had to deal with that. So he's kind of staying low key for a little bit. But um, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm excited that uh, one, it's not just households, so everybody can go and maybe see some people and do some activities with so not just your own people around your, you know, your your house. And two is they open it up a little bit where when you're doing a physical activity now you don't have to wear a mask which is super nice for some people right so um a little bit of breath of fresh air so to speak right so it's pretty good
1: the um like soccer has opened up again um you know all those activities outdoors and and back at it so it's you know, I think I saw Hislop's kid were playing taekwondo or something outdoors, right? So I don't know if Weber is Braxton back playing outdoors. And yeah, he's you know. he's
2: been training for for the last couple of weeks, but uh, I believe tomorrow is the first day that uh, his team can do contact training, right. yeah. which uh, is is pretty uh, pretty important uh, for, for these guys. And I think they're they're already going to start um, playing some some inter squad games even this weekend. So it's it's a long time coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. Super, super yeah. exciting for everybody. But
2: you Real guys, obviously, bowling guys.
1: alley. Now, Tim, I think you had said uh, the other day that you've got a couple of birthday parties booked to the center. Yeah. And hopefully, I see obviously lots <clears throat> of posts across Alberta. Um, you know, centers opening and hopefully busy and people will come back in support and droves. And it'll be open for summer here, right? So, and I think, I, Kathy, I see Ontario, you know, moving to phase one. So it's just a matter of time, right, before everybody else starts opening again and, and get rolling.
3: Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I mean, uh, I think it's just a matter of time before we're all ready to go, right? So, uh, and then they open up the borders too. I think, right? So if you're double vaccinated, you don't have, you just have to take a negative test and you're good to go, no quarantine, which is even more of a bonus for a lot of them, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah,
0: pretty yeah, cool. Starting starting to move along. Um, I just think people just need to see people. It's yeah. it's time. Just yeah. you know, it's been so long, and um, again, we talked about it a little bit last week, but. Our Boxing Day tournament, we put it out last week. It it filled both shifts immediately, um, and then we ended up having, we opened up a third shift, and it's what it's two thirds full, Tim, right now. Nice, yeah.
1: And yeah. I saw a Topler opened uh, did something similar, right? Yeah. Um, and they're they're full again, so yeah. <laughs> Bowling center yeah. <laughs> out there, you wanna you wanna promote something, get people in the center. Look at look at what these guys are doing, right? You got two full tournaments, so.
2: And the, uh, the the Leslie Sanderson Memorial Tournament as well, so that's uh, that's got a lot of meaning down in Calgary. Yeah. So,
0: absolutely, I, I'm really glad they're doing it, and that's uh, that. What, what a great way of remembering her! That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
1: those Winnipeg Jets uh, fans are pretty quiet out there. I'm sure they're they're <laughs> in mourning. I mean, they know how we feel now in Edmonton. What that was yeah. a quick quick made quick work.
3: Yeah, I don't feel bad for them. Do do you? I mean, like. No. No, I. I mean, I, I think Schaefer getting traded now. I hear. So, I mean, he he doesn't want to be there, be on a losing team
0: for a while. So, yeah, he he absolutely wants them for sure. Just like McDavid, yeah. just like Matthews, they all want to yeah, yeah, absolutely, marker, everybody
1: does. But
2: thank God for the Oilers in the Leafs, because nobody cared about my Blues getting swept. After oh, that yeah. happened, yeah, I didn't, didn't even right. notice. You're honestly, right. nope. You know, like, yeah, the
0: the one that surprises me is like, I, look, I know the Golden Knights are a good team, but the Abs are absolutely incredible. Yeah, the and the fact that you know they're on the brink right now blows my mind. But you know the Knights are a good team, and Flurry is an that, amazing goal. That
3: could that could that could be a Stanley Cup series final, though. Those two teams. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So I mean, it's just it's just luck of the draw, wrong, yeah. wrong kind of playoff alignment kind of thing, right? Montreal's so,
1: getting a ton of rest now, right? So who knows? These guys beat each other up for seven games. Yeah, so, yeah. I, they could be could be pretty good. And Islanders here, seeing look at them, right? They're they're cruising even tonight. At they're yeah. going to be moving on. So they got a solid team too. A lot of credit goes to Lou Lamorello. You see these, and they got the. Uh, Mary's and Sajak's. like it's, it looks just like a New Jersey Devils team.
3: Yeah, they're <laughs> solid, man. Definitely I, good. I, I, I've always Terry said ba- happy. Ba- ba- Barry Trotz is always one hell of a yeah. coach, and I, and I sure. anywhere he goes, he makes that team a championship. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I'm definitely a big Islanders fan. I think it's gonna be great. Uh, Scully seems like he's a little butthurt, and that's okay, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys next year, bud. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, all right. So, let's uh, let's do a quick sh- couple shout outs here. First of all, um I'd like to thank all of our Patreon members. Um, If anybody wants to support the 5-Pin Universe, uh, just go to patreon.com slash 5-Pin Universe. You can subscribe for $2 Canadian a month now. Um, All of it goes back to help running podcasts and our upcoming streams and stuff like that. So if you guys are interested in doing that, uh, please go to patreon.com slash 5-Pin Universe. Also, for this month so far... We have our alley cats who are <laughs> supplying us our drinks of the week. I'm going with the Mangalorean And we started bringing this into the bowling alley too. On um, hot tropic. So yeah, good. Hot
1: tropic tonight for me.
2: Skona gold. And, uh, and, and Clamato. Of,
0: of course. Of course. <laughs> and um, as always, uh, thank you to All Star Bowling Sales, uh, Shelby Crest and, and, uh, and Red Dew there. Thank you for everything that you do. They are once again sponsoring the podcast this week and giving away a draw. Um, same hashtag as always, uh, hashtag All Star Draw. I see Lenny and Seth already put his <laughs> his entry quick on the draw in, day. so uh, yeah. he's the first entry into the draw this week. So uh, nice we'll work, run that. Man. We'll run their little commercial here, and then we'll get started up with their uh, with our show for the day. All right, so we have a very special guest this week. And I truly mean very, very special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all the way from Thunder Bay, we have... Mr. Taylor Michelle. <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah, yeah. I screwed it up. That that's new. Up. That I told new. you I was going to screw it up. <laughs> all that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, what's
1: going on, buddy?
2: You're muted, bud. Yeah. Good start. Really good time. start. Right on. Right. All of, this, all of those negative things movie. I just said completely washed away.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome, Welcome aboard, man. How are things?
4: Things are uh, pretty good. I can't can't really complain. COVID's still here, but other than no bowling, it's uh COVID's pretty good for me.
0: Yeah. yeah so get to work
4: doing... get to work from home, so that's that's a benefit, so
0: That's awesome. Uh, what what is it you do again? So for everybody out there listening.
4: Uh, I do all the video conferencing for Lakehead University, so that local university in town. And as you can guess, a lot of classes move to online. So that's a little bit extra of a workload this last couple semesters.
1: So you're like in the IT department, sort of making sure that they're connected and everybody's online and working. and, and
4: Yeah, yep. nice. pretty much exactly it. Pretty, if, uh, as long as everything's working real good, you don't know that I'm doing anything at all. Right.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. I imagine this year was probably a little bit easier in comparison to last year.
4: Well, we have a lot of training. So, a lot of the staff teach like either spring, fall, summer, um, or winter. Not a lot of them teach continuously throughout the year. So, we have a lot of different rounds of training that we had to do. So, there's we've probably trained three or four hundred different staff members over the course of the last year, just a lot of one on ones and group sessions and things like that.
0: That's insane. That will never I'll...
4: happen, Jeff Watts, so don't even try.
0: <laughs> we were
1: talking earlier and saying... like what's Yeah, the, what's
4: I already the, checked the rules, Jeff. What's the <laughs> rules, rules? What's the policy?
1: And, and it basically yeah. came down to that, you know, any, anything goes. Dexter's, Dexter's in charge. Kerry's not here to police the, yep. the language, so you can say whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah. And we uh, figured out of that all those... We,
1: we just rip up the sheet to, you know, whatever sheet that we had prepared, Taylor is just going to take yeah. us on, take us whenever trip you want. Kerry
4: intentionally missed this evening's podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> he's like, Taylor's on? Nah, I'm, I can't handle that. I'm, I'll take the, this week out.
0: He, he's definitely the smartest one of all of us. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, no, that's good. That's good. COVID's been good for you guys. Uh, I see you've been doing lots of home renovations and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, well,
4: that's that was I was voluntold about most of those because I the wife said, "Okay, well, you got to get shit done now." I'm like, all right, off we go. So we get shit done.
0: <laughs> oh, good for you. Good for you. Now,
1: bowling centers, like obviously not open at all in your region. Is it by region no. in, in there, or is it all um, now?
4: I wish it was by region, but so Thunder Bay was a real shit fire there for a while. <laughs> A few months back, like we were up in the 400 cases, like quite a bit because we're only at 100,000 in terms of population. And Southern Ontario's like, oh, we're great. So let's reopen everything. We don't give a shit about you guys. We're like, perfect. We don't give a shit either. Let's open her back up. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we sort of started to reopen, but then Southern Ontario's numbers started to spike and they're like, whoa, whoa hang on. Now everybody's got to close down. And now our numbers are back under 100 and we've been locked up fuck tits tight since... <laughs> january basically i think we were open for two weeks since january so we got two weeks of bowling in thank god and a little bit of reprieve but then everything's been closed down since then
1: and no real cases so it's kind of super confusing i'm sure it's like why uh, if coming? i was it a, doesn't make sense like just yeah
4: if i was a small business owner i'd be running up parliament shanking people because it's uh, thankfully i'm not because yeah. that, that,
1: that, that would be taken as a threat oh. if it was, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Cool.
4: I don't own a small business, so yeah, you're safe for now. I got a pretty good yeah. stabbing arm though. Um, <laughs> especially locally, we have a lot of like a lot of restaurants, locally owned restaurants and things like that, that have been forced to close down and do takeout only. And it's just, when our numbers were high, I understood. I'm like, okay, but that's when they wanted us to reopen. And now our numbers are super low and they locked us down even tighter. So yeah, it was. They would, they, they would, have been stabbed so bad they didn't even know they got stabbed so bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once so to bad time. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're gonna end up on a list somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm on them. I'm sure the FBI watches everything I Google on the internet. Yeah.
5: yeah.
0: They're watching
1: everybody, Dexter. Every, everybody's hey, under close watch. Hey, Ryan. Um, I never said I would kill him. I just vaccine. said I'd stab yeah. him. Just, just, a little, just a
4: little deep, you know, a couple yeah, inches, nothing different. crazy. Yeah. They can't they really afford it. What do you think
1: this thing. vaccine is? They're just, they're just putting in tracking devices to us, and they are, they're already watching everything <laughs> anyways.
4: Wait, everyone carries around a mobile tracking device exactly. in their pocket all day, every day. They don't need yeah. to put a waste of microchip on us. We yeah, do it exactly. ourselves. Yeah.
0: Does everybody not know that there's a microchip shortage around the world? That's not yes. going on the vaccine. Yeah, I can't <laughs> get a video
4: card upgrade because there's no freaking silicone or,
1: like, what the hell? Yeah, they're not wasting
4: it on us the stupid flesh they're they're keeping it for
1: themselves i heard something about the the vehicle industry the fords or dodges or some trucks there's like a mass shortage but they've got thousands of trucks built but it's the microchip that they can't find yeah it's all the chips that go in them right so yeah
4: yeah they finally found a new way to make uh graphics cards for computers so i bought a 2080 ti about a year ago for 1700 bucks they came out with a 3000 series which are both twice as good as my card and cost 500 bucks less and I was like, "Damn, I'm going to get some of those." Ha, just kidding. The last year and a half, you can't order them because there's no stock. Well, and now yeah. the prices are starting to climb back up. Supply and demand's kicking in. The old monopoly rules. Parkway is going way up in price because there's only one.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and not only yeah, not only there's a is there a shortage. People are starting to mine stuff again, and so you start seeing them going into mining rigs. And you know, while COVID was going, and yeah, there's there's nothing to be had anywhere. So, yeah, no, they exactly. are not going into somebody's arm, that's for sure. Mm. I mean, that, that's the reason why there's shortages <laughs> for everything. Xboxes and Playstations and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, you haven't been able to get any of those things since they came out. And that was in November of last year.
4: Yeah, so- Newegg, Newegg does um, the Newegg Shuffles. So, it's basically just a lottery draw. And they have a list of graphics cards. They have some Playstations and some Xboxes on there. And they attach an extra something. So, if you buy a graphics card, you got to get a motherboard or something with it as well. And then there's probably a million or two million people signing up for each one of those. And there's only one. And you have to buy all of whatever's in the package. So Newegg's just pumping out just random shit. They're just throwing like a, bag, a pack of AA batteries on there just to make you buy them because they know you're gonna.
1: Yeah, whatever the
0: discontinued item is they want to get get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that's hilarious. I mean, I guess that's something we... Do we want to talk about, like, Taylor's gaming now? Or do we want to do that later? I don't know.
4: Brad, Bradley didn't say when he was... I didn't get no, a revised I, agenda, so I, I don't yeah, know. It. No <laughs> so, yeah, I,
0: I think now's
1: a great time. Let's, let's yeah. we're, we're flipping so, the script. We're not going to talk about your early days about bowling. I hear something well, back in
4: 2001. 2000, yeah, yeah. Like
1: we're not going we're, we're to <laughs> lead with 2001 when you might have the, met the Wisemans and, and yeah. suffered your first defeat to the Wisemans in a gold yeah. medal game. But we won't talk about that. Let's talk about your gaming, right? They don't <laughs> even know that.
4: they They've been mentally deteriorating since that day. They've just yeah. now realized it.
0: Is uh, that is that so? Yeah. I
4: was. I got in there just a little bit, but it's been seeding, and I've been watering it over the years.
0: We'll we'll, uh, we'll touch on that a little bit later, I guess, Taylor. Yeah, well, we're gonna touch <laughs> it
5: good. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we will touch on that.
0: But yeah, you do have quite the
1: setup in the background. I'm assuming, obviously, you got a bit of a gaming, and you got the headphones. I mean, let's yeah. let's get into this. You, are well, A little bit of a, a gamer. Are you? I was
4: gonna switch the headphones out for the earbuds because I see. I, I you know I like to be uniform, but. They they do. They're super comfortable and they're loud as shit. I can't hear anything around me. Dogs barking, my wife yelling at me. Nothing. It's silence. <laughs> uh, so I have yeah. So I stream. I stream on Twitch. Um, John Cohen uh, streams under Gingy. So he he's another guy, another bowler that streams on Twitch as well. There's actually quite a few bowlers that I've met in the last couple of years that do some sort of uh, streaming style gaming, which. I guess makes sense, bowling's slightly a nerdy kind of sport. So it makes sense that there's some overlap with people that do the streaming. But I got, yeah, I got my full rig back here, uh, custom built. Um, got it, like I said before, I got 2080 Ti in there um, last year before the real shortage hit. I didn't do a lot of console gaming because console gaming to me was, I couldn't buy the same game re, redone all the time. And I like too many different games that I can't buy it on one, and then I need to buy it on the other. I'm like, screw it! I'll just get a computer, and then eventually I can just buy them all. Because even the uh, exclusive titles, after a year or two, you, they come out on PC anyway. So basically, you can play whatever you want.
0: Game Pass Ultimate, Game yes. Pass Ultimate, you're good to go.
4: Yeah, yeah, you get you get pretty much everything. You just got to get a bigger hard drive to download all the games on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is what is your Twitch handle? So if anybody wants to. Tune into you swearing a oh, it's... while you get murdered. <laughs> <If you're not. laughs> it is
4: Rizbot with a one and a zero instead of an I and an O. If that makes sense to everyone, because some some somewhere there's a Rizbot so, that I've never met. He's probably Asian and he's probably better than <laughs> me. So if you find him, give him a watch too, because he's probably so, pretty good.
1: <laughs> this, Twitch, this Twitch, obviously, you 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 go live and you set it up, and you got lots of people that sit and they watch you play games and you talk about what you're doing, how you're how you're doing. Like I'm a little bit new to this gaming sort of thing. I'm I'm fascinated by the world of Twitch, but I don't That's know enough about it. So
4: almost exactly what it is. So there's different there's different kinds of Twitch streamers. So there's like the booby streamers who are what they sound like. They basically get as naked as they're allowed to without getting banned. So there goes about 75 percent of the viewers on Twitch.
0: So this is you
4: hot tub stream uh, i'm gonna do a hot tub stream i got i got space behind me i'm gonna get a little kiddie pool i'm gonna put a bikini on and i'm gonna do one i'll let you guys know when he runs I, I bet you, what is I, this world yeah i bet you i'll bet you any amount of money in the world that will be my highest viewed stream probably ever because there's gonna be all those weird creepos on the internet that could be like oh check out this one yeah and i'm albino like i am whiter than white underneath so it's gonna be fluorescent so there's so there's those ones. Uh, Adam said, uh, he mentioned earlier that there's like the gambling style one. So that you kind of get that, that thrill and rush without having the monetary part added to it, right? So you can see somebody, you know, bidding big money, winning big money. Um, then there's some gamers that are exceptionally good at the game. So you watch them just because you're like, well, look at this fucking guy. He can murder everybody. And it's just fascinating to watch. And then there's my niche, which is, kind of good but say abhorrent stupid shit the whole time
5: just (laughs) yelling and
4: screaming maybe have some legal drugs in my system also the other guy i play with we call it getting lasered so we just get real squinty eyed and we go to town and oddly enough we play much better I can't see 80% of my screen, but, yeah, but like, people I'm are also wanting
1: to, like You have to be good at the game to watch it, too. You can't just be shitty at the game and then get killed, and you're like, okay, well, that was boring. Correct. Like, there's, you, but there's uh, both
4: sides of that coin. Some people yeah. watch people that are utterly terrible just, just to, to laugh see and them. Die. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just to see them die. Just to watch, watch,
4: them, watch them get destroyed, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. But so there's, there's, so, there's so very, that'd be me. So if I want to start a Twitch channel, that's me, everybody. Oh, everybody yeah. wants to watch me just get killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It'll that be like your... No, New
4: It'll be your your header will be, come watch me get murdered, and there you go.
0: But, yeah. but you used to be, like, incredibly good, right? When
4: I was younger, I played a shit ton of games, did online tournaments, won money, won some gaming like like hardware as well. This is back when Twitch wasn't a thing. Like, I'm dating myself because I'm getting old. But this was back before the Internet had any social media or things like that. It was very privatized. You kind of had to know a guy who knew a guy to get into those kinds of things. And, like, uh, uh, my brother, actually, we, he ran his own server for a while for a couple of games, like Counter-Strike 1.6, TAC Ops, which was a spin-off, all first-person shooters, so stuff like that way back in the day. And when you're 12, well, that's all I was doing was playing video games, so, like, didn't have to work, didn't have to make sure my wife was happy, like, I just played video games and drank Pepsi, I don't know how I don't have diabetes. That's all I did for like four or five years,
1: <laughs> but you get paid for it too. And that, well, now oh. you do. I mean, now like, well,
4: I got paid back then once in a while, but now it's a slow monetary game.
1: Yeah, but there's, there's some you know live streamers or Twitch guys that they're, they're world famous. I mean, they oh, yeah, there's huge yeah, money talking. into the gaming, and I think there's even a gaming world series again, forgive me, but there's like oh, a, there's a gaming France. Olympics, and it's like yeah. huge, like monster. There's still, at, there's
4: still dudes playing uh world level. Tetris, the original Tetris. They're coming out with new ways to play Tetris. It's, it's called the Rumble Roll. Oh, I can't attack. remember where you where you roll underneath. You roll underneath the controller so it'll tap your fingers faster to move the pieces faster. And that just came out like maybe a couple months ago. I'm like, are you wow. ki- Tetris? Tetris. Okay, Fucking Tetris! They're setting okay. new world records Got in it. Tetris.
1: On my Game Boy, that would have been. Oh yeah, you crush it with the game, though. probably.
3: Doctor Mario, yeah.
4: Oh yeah, with the little pills, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but yeah. There's you know, like it's. I would say fame okay. level on the whole in gaming is probably getting close to the celebrity of like movie stars and things like that.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so
1: here's the here's the question for our panelists, and for everybody in the chat is, what game were you the best at ever? As as a kid or if it's now like was it Pac-Man I see annoyed bowling bull and bowling guy? But what what video game were you the best at ever? Yeah. Right? Adam, <laughs> go first.
2: You know what? I, I used to crush Chris Hislop at Blades of Steel. Cool. That's still probably my, my favorite all time you know Nintendo classic game. That or Contra, super Contra. Mm. Okay. Super Contra, there you go. Mm. <laughs>
3: him yeah. we used to play honestly uh we used to play a lot of uh counter-strike source yeah we used to play a ton, a ton. we used to just absolutely well, just kill b- that.
0: before it was source when it was just counter-strike and then it went to stream or yeah. steam and then it went to source yeah before source
3: yeah we, yeah we were just counter-strike and it was huge and we uh uh carrie carrie knew uh if you guys know who ryan Olberg is ryan Allberg's brother evan was big and he got a, a contract and is before it became Twitch and stuff and he got flown to play in Korea and Japan and Sweden yeah. and all those other places as well right and, and with all that stuff right and one of our guys we went to school with uh, Ian Bramer he uh, played uh, Unreal Tournament and he got he was top ranked in the world and he got flowing
0: everywhere
3: yeah he got flowing everywhere with it it was just crazy with that kind of stuff yeah. yeah,
4: if you get to go play with the Asians,
1: you, you've you made it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you've made
3: it.
0: That it, It's it's crazy, but you know what? I I I will always stand by the fact that I think that playing games, to me, is will always be better than sitting down and watching movies. Because at least it, like, keeps your brain active. But, I mean, okay, so we're all bowlers, sure. But, you know what? There's hand-eye coordination and all this stuff, too. Sure. And, like, maybe it doesn't always translate to bowling, but, you know, it – it does in a way just keeping your hand eye coordination sharp and uh th- these people are absolutely super talented and you and you're right taylor you know or it, it is at the at the point of like you know movie star level we went to lollapalooza in chicago for a music festival four day music festival absolutely amazing and in between one of the sets or on on the main stage they had ninja playing fortnite against all these people while another concert was going on behind us and yep. it was just huge everyone's just out there watching them play Fortnite. it's crazy wow. so yeah it's, it's a completely different world but i understand why you do it and it's it's super awesome
1: i was into the uh atari days and the the you know the of course right pong Gal- galaga <laughs> right the the yeah, breakout or uh, Spider Fighter, right? There's there's some old games here. I remember being Man, those
4: are time dumpsters. You can yeah. put a ton of time into those games. 8,
1: 9 <laughs> years old and I remember yeah. playing with my brother. It was Spider Fighter and we just we were going at it and he he went further than me and I remember taking a picture of it with a Polaroid camera and getting it like framed basically for him, right? Yeah. It was it was this monumental moment of him getting <laughs> like the, the world record in Spider Fighter. Deadly. Yeah. <laughs> in 1984. so I,
4: like, I play video games with my wife all the time, like the newer ones, and I'm super competitive at anything. doesn't matter. I, I want to win at whatever that is. We played uh, Mario on the NES and she fucking destroyed me. She made <laughs> me look like an infant. She's running, getting free lives from off the screen that I don't even know how she got to them, and she's like, wow, I thought you were good at games, and just fucking trash talk the shit out of me <laughs> because I play all these other games she's like wow you say you play games and you can't even beat this basic game and she just not beats not it bad. and like she doesn't even use continues nothing just beats the whole game like well yeah I don't play that game with her anymore
0: is that is that when you decided to marry her or was that, uh, it, was, that? It, was, it
4: was it was shortly after that I was like well wow.
0: like a... yeah, this is one yeah she got
4: she got game it may only be one but damn she's good at
1: it <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it
0: all right. Do we move into some bowling? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We 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 went off script for the first
1: yeah. segment, so we're good. Yeah, we Kerry would be disgusted. disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will get into two thousand one, but let's go before that. Taylor, where did you start bowling and uh, and and play the early YBC days as a kid? Uh,
4: three years old, YBC, right up there, whipping her out two handed, smashing gutters, right uh, as soon as I could. Uh, pretty much my whole family bowled. So, uh, like I, some of you guys probably knew my dad, Dennis Michelle, he coached a lot of YBC throughout the years, black permed mullet, real loud. Do, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure, I'm no, pretty sure no Adam see, probably sure. knows him. No, no, you, see for sure. Yeah. If you saw him or heard him, you know exactly who he is. So he <laughs> bowled. Um, my brother went through YBC my sister went through YBC. Uh, both of them are older than I am. So that I, I started YBC as well. Um, he threw the ball from the gut hard. So I basically found that form at about, I don't know, maybe six or seven when I was able to actually hold the ball one hand. And I literally haven't changed my shot since. Just the same thing. So and he coached me pretty much right through YBC um, all the way up. I had him on a couple of um, YBC teams, but we're pretty much right through senior. I was trash at bowling. Like I was all right. But as soon as I finished YBC, I don't know, my last growth spurt, I don't know, it hit my head hard or something. If something just clicked. I went from a 215 to 220 average bowler to out of YBC. I was around 230 at like the following couple of years and then up into the 240s and have been in the 250s pretty much since then.
1: Now, what bowling center in, in Thunder Bay always?
4: Uh, yeah, always always Thunder Bay. I went from playtime lanes on Red River to Playtime Lanes on downtown, which was uh, Bobby T, Bob Taylor, and Joanne owned that one. Uh, then it, I think it turned into Timber Lanes, and then eventually moved to Galaxy Lanes because those ones shut down. So I was from one side of town. Galaxy Lanes is on the far side of town. So when all of the ones on my side closed down, then I went to Galaxy and finished out my last, I think, four or five years on that side of town, maybe more. Thunder Lanes, that's what it was. There's Jeanette. She would know. <laughs>
1: You, you brought you brought some crowd in with you tonight, did you? Some, well, some well, there's TV there's been music. a few
4: people who have talked to me and or heard me talking like, what
1: the fuck's that guy? It's,
4: <laughs> it's it's a very 50-50 split. 50% of the people are like, oh, I want to go talk to that guy. And the other 50% is that I hope I never see that guy again. <laughs>
0: so,
4: I think 50% is a pretty good ratio. <laughs> Better than Mitch.
0: But that's, uh, that, that's amazing at the fact that, you know, you picked out your style that's like, eight or nine and then never change that's incredible i mean that's tim basically did the same thing and you're way better
4: <laughs> well we, we we settled now. we settled in a slightly different place so he went with a lot of hang hey, on the line and i just went hey, off the gut so you can never go <laughs> wrong around hey, the gut
5: <laughs>
1: now do you
4: change the, you change your bowling ball at all um i had what are the i had blue and black ones for a long long time until I beat the crap out of them so bad. And then I bought a set of ball set of soft rolls from John DeGrazia. He picked them up. He had a red one and a blue one. <laughs> there's there's too there's too many comments to continue talking properly.
1: <laughs> I bowl with anybody's balls.
4: Yeah. Uh, so I got a pair of soft rolls, like first editions from John DeGrasse because he picked them up at one of the nationals. He used them twice, didn't like them, put them in his bag. And I was like, all right. So I got those off him for dirt cheap. because He's like, well, nobody's using them. You can use them. So I used those ones and beat the living crap out of those ones so bad again, because you shoot for corners at 35 miles an hour. You, you take dings of the ball quite a bit. And now I've settled on um, the big Berthas or Cannonballs. They're, um soft roll ebony's i think uh lonnie's what he he came up and said where did you get those they're in such good condition because they only came out i think for one or two years and john deGraz again got a ball he thought a bigger heavier ball would do better with his form it didn't so he put them in his bag they sat there for i don't know how many years and he's like oh you need some new balls here you go and they actually slowed down my ball speed a little bit which for me was a little better because it kept the pins a little bit lower so Pin action went up, and then my average actually climbed a few more pins. Then I got LASIK, and then I went up like 15 pins. That's that's kind of cheating. Cosmetic surgery.
2: <laughs> you can actually see the spots in the pins. Well, I,
4: I I lost my whole mark. Every time I went down to into the bottom of my approach, couldn't see the lane whatsoever. Didn't know until I could see the lane. I was like, holy yeah. shit. I couldn't see anything out there.
1: <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Went through the same
2: thing. Tried glasses for... I don't know, maybe two weeks, and I uh, was having that issue where I could see down, and then it was like uh, up top. You couldn't see anything out there. Ended up going to contacts, and now you can actually see what you're doing out there. It's pretty incredible.
4: Yeah. that's uh, So most people throw for the arrows. Uh, I couldn't do that because I had real bad eyesight my whole childhood. So my mark's actually the first set of dots after the foul line. So kind of halfway between the foul line and the arrows, there's the dots on the lane. Those are my mark, because that's what I grew up bowling, because when I got down, I, the arrows all blurred into one big smudge. Like, oh, did you hit your mark? I'm like, well, I hit the black smudge, but it takes up the whole lane, so sure. So then I had to move everything this way, so then when I went down to slide, I could still see what I was throwing at, and I can't throw out the arrows now because it's just my muscle memory is built into throwing up for those marks now.
0: We had uh, we had a gentleman, we actually talked about it last week too, a gentleman that coached us uh, actually in 2001 as well. Uh, but he was like seventy some years old, and he aimed at the dots too. So that doesn't yep. make sense. So yep. Yeah, there was uh, Paul too.
4: Paul Ozechuk. I don't know if you guys ever knew him. He was an older gentleman when I joined Tuesday Night Majors. He was say seventy when I joined, old for another ten years. He was an older guy. He had to ask you if you hit the pins at some points. He'd he say, "Oh, what what's up? I got a left corner." He'd line up and throw it, and hit, and he'd hit it because yeah. he just knew <laughs> he knew his spots. He knew how to throw. He'd be like, "Oh, did I get him?" Like, yeah, I'm like. I'm looking around, I'm, I don't know, maybe 16. I'm like, what the fuck's even happening?
5: You can't see the
4: pins? That guy's got like a 240 average. It just blew my mind. You it know, proved no, to me in that instance, as long as you do everything this side of the line perfectly, yeah. you don't need to worry about the other side. Because he was picking pins like crazy. It was insane.
0: So back in the day in Edmonton, there used to be a blind league. So And, and, that, and that was exactly it. They were completely blind. And they had a, a rail that would yep. go out to the line, uh, out to the foul line, and they'd grab the rail and they'd walk out and they'd have somebody up there and be like, "Okay, you're shooting for the middle, all right. You're shooting for the left corner. You're shooting for the right corner." And there was full leagues that were that's for insane. the blind.
4: Did you guys I, add like thirty to everyone's average to make them feel better? No,
0: this is this is well before <laughs> yeah. I was ever born. Oh, like good, like good that, job. But... You got a double. <laughs>
4: yeah, Paul, your second four fifty today, Jimmy. Damn,
2: <laughs> it was all hand scoring back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder, was
1: bad. Is, sure. is that something that you guys have ever tried to practice? Is closing your eyes and bowling I and mean, uh, that's actually on, or, my, or on my list. or somebody? Oh
4: yeah, Bobby T has that. Close, line up, set, close your eyes and throw. I hit the middle about eight out of ten with my eyes completely closed.
0: That's that's, good. Think think that's we, we probably surprise
1: ourselves of how how frequent you could do that, right? Yeah. Maybe not oh. the corner pins and, and those things, but if you pick that,
4: anyone with a a stutter or a pause or a sway in their shot, they won't hit the middle very often. The yeah. longer it takes you to get to the foul line, the more chances you have for things to go wrong, and when you close your eyes, those areas get magnified.
0: Absolutely. That I think that I think that's the biggest thing is that I think, you know, the first like 20 shots are probably not going to be great. Yeah. But I think after that you'll get better because those first 20 shots, you close your eyes, you are so much more aware of every motion that you make. And you're thinking about every motion that you make it's hard to just you know turn it into muscle You know, turn off yeah. your brain and just go with muscle memory so i think it's going to take a little bit of time but i think once you do it's probably a worthwhile exercise well yeah. I'm
1: probably just trusting yourself that you're not going to fall over or you're not going to run into something or your brother's not going to come smash you over top of the <laughs> face with, that, with, with with something right like you know uh, the fact,
2: fact that I cannot walk straight to begin with, uh, with my eyes open, and I've got no balance at the line, like I'm not even trying that drill. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you now might you have got to it. do your, your <laughs> second push-up ever. Hey, yeah.
3: <laughs> half, half push-up. <laughs> uh, I only did half a push-up that day. Yeah,
5: yeah. Shit. Yeah.
4: So that yeah, is, that is something need. we do in our practices. We have done the close your eyes and toss drill. And it's, and usually you stand, you know, four or five inches a little further back to give yourself some, some room for air.
0: Totally. Yeah. That, that's, that's actually awesome. Uh, so, let's,
1: uh, sorry, go ahead. No, Dex. no, after you, Demi. No, I was just okay. going to go back to, let's talk about, uh, the 2001. So but
4: You're going to have to ask the yeah, Wisemans. Yeah. So I know
1: I was there. Tim, Tim brought it up earlier and saying, just wanted to re- remind you, Taylor, about when we met. met. So go ahead, Timmy. To, so to, to be honest
3: knife. with you, I actually uh, I actually forgot that we met. Uh, I actually knew <laughs> Danny Moore and more. And then uh, I actually looked, I forgot to take the photo down on the wall because actually, back to Bull. they have a picture with Northern Ontario on our collage. Um, and a geeky Taylor with his glasses and his buzz cut on there. I forgot what I, I should have put on oh, Well, my head is just
4: fucking round.
3: Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he looked kind of like a tool. But um, I actually <laughs> forgot he was on the team. I mean, so uh, until I looked at the stats, I was like, who's that loser? And I was like, oh, that was Taylor. So, um, <laughs> But we actually did meet Taylor in 2001. But uh, yeah. long, long story short, I, 20 years, it's been a long time, Taylor.
4: Yeah, that's like I, as I said earlier, you're asking about some of the stats for, you know, when were you here? When were you there? Yeah. And I'm like, you got to look those up, man, because like I, I can't even remember where Nationals were last year or two however many years ago we had a Nationals. I can't, I'd have to actually sit and think about it to tell you where they were.
3: But, but you look at the team that you're on. I mean, you, and you talked about this a little bit before we got on podcast. Your, your team has always been a, a good core of players moving forward. Um, I, I know. Uh, Daniel Morin moved out of Calgary and he hasn't bowled, but Daniel Morin was a pretty good player back then too, right? I mean, yeah. he made a new challenge out of Alberta um, and he kind of went off the face of the planet. But that's how I knew Daniel. But then you had Matt uh, Shernowski, yeah, yep. and he and he's made it nationals at a few, and he, he's a great bowler. And then you had uh, Goose, one of the Goose yep. brothers, on Kyle it. Goose, yeah, and Adam so, Goose,
4: his younger brother, did come up as well.
3: So I mean, it was uh, you guys always had that core with you guys out there, right? So
4: yeah, and um, we all bowled out of the same house, so we all kind of kept each other competitive. Like with the lack of numbers, we kind of upped it with the amount of intensity. And for some people, it kind of was a negative effect because you had like Tommy, Mick don't give a shit, just wants to go out and bowl, and then you have him in between me and Dan just going ape shit for regular league, right? probably gave some people a little bit of a negative rub, but it we, we brought an intensity level to everything we did in hopes of, you know, polish the sword and make it better.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Having those core people to build off of, I mean, Tim, Tim, you and I, we were super lucky when we were in YBC too, with us, you know, having like the same core between Nick Abdemeritz and William Sutherland and Marty Luolpa and Marku Luolpa and, you know, Matt Cole and all these people that... You know, Derek Gall later on too, right? Yeah, yeah. Derek Gall, exactly. We had like a solid six, you know, six people that we were always constantly competing against every week and uh when when somebody would make make that next step, everybody else would just try to like make that next step immediately too, right? So it was definitely a huge benefit in that aspect, absolutely.
1: But, but that's probably something, though, Taylor, Like you guys would have been forced to do in Thunder Bay because of the small numbers that you would have had overall, that, you know, if there's a core group of you guys, if we want to make something of this, we've got to keep pushing, and we're going to be the ones together for the for time. It's not like you, yep. you have a 1,000 people that next year you're going to have a dozen more people come up, right? You're, this is what we got here, folks, so push each other to get better. Um, is that sort of the feeling amongst most people, like you said?
4: Yeah, we. I kind of got into the game just after the previous generation, like um, John DeGrazia, Greg's dad. Uh, there was a group of them, the older gentlemen, that were all very high-caliber bowlers. And as I was getting into that competitive field, most of them were starting to fall out. So we kind of had a little bit of lackluster there, like for provincials and things like that for opens teams because we had a, like a few young guys and then a few of the older guys didn't really, you know, not a lot of traction hit there. But then we had those older guys kind of spur the younger guys on. Like, all right, come on. We want to do something to get out practice, get going. And then just like you said, that's when everybody started saying, oh, look, uh, so-and-so did this. You know, I'm going to go. I want to push that. I want to make that. I want to beat whatever that score was or compete at that level. So then it all kind of built on the building blocks from there on out. And now we have probably the same, like myself, Greg, Dan Taylor, uh, Wes Swalick, uh, John Wilcott. Like we have – a pretty good core that's going to be sort of the kind of cornerstone of whatever kind of team we throw together.
1: Which sounds like you just listed the roster for the uh the, the pro team league, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I dug deep, and by that I mean picked the only people who are like, hey, you want to bowl in a pro league? And they're like, fuck yeah, we do. Yeah. Boom, done.
1: <laughs> Everyone else is like pro yeah. league, get out
4: of here. I'm like, ah, we don't want yeah. you anyway.
1: You've mentioned a couple of times, obviously, John DeGrazi was a bit older and you got some bowling balls. Now, remind me, um, is younger than you, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and so he would; they would have been good as, as youth bowlers, but started then coming up into the adult. Once you, how, how many years younger is, is Greg? In the
4: uh, I think he's only two.
1: Oh, OK. So it wasn't like there was a seven year gap waiting no, for him. No, to come up. It's just a couple it was years
4: basically times. every time we rotated from like a junior to a senior and senior and out. It was yeah. he was just kind of a little bit behind on yeah. that. And then we got, a, we got a year of reprieve without having to deal with Greg fucking smashing everybody's assholes in. And then, oh, Greg's back in our division again. Fucking get the lube up. Let's go. Because <laughs> as I'm sure you all know, Greg was phenomenal coming through the YBC. Just crushed yeah. everyone and did so with that look of dissatisfaction on his face always. And that kind of made it worse. Like, oh, yeah, I just bowled a 970. Like, as a kid, that's your high triple. Like, yeah, I did it. Oh, I, I lost by 20 because Greg bowled a 990. Oh, that's his fourth worst triple. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake.
2: <laughs> and he looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, just dissatisfied always, <laughs> yeah. right?
4: His whole face was just like, oh, I guess I'm good. I guess I get to go home now. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs>
5: That's
0: awesome.
4: Uh, I hope he's watching. Are you watching, Greg? You yeah. Fucking yeah.
0: Greg, Greg was always phenomenal. He was always a much better bowler than podcast member. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Top,
3: yeah. top five worst podcast member for sure. <laughs> I
0: mean,
3: he's he's gone. Oh, he going is?
5: There. He is. He is.
4: Fucking <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, now now we know he's here. i have got to a real talk. good, really good interview too. We talked about that for a, a real real good interview for the tour finals
4: yeah yeah jb said you were full energy in life
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you you even helped him on that uh, interview i think you were saying earlier taylor yeah. on uh, the tour finals of course we come in and yeah uh, greg okay we've got everybody done we have to do greg yet We're last one to go <laughs> well where is he he's just having a gatorade so yeah. he's he, he getting ready to yeah
4: yeah, give him some tips, let him know the questions, get some thoughts ahead of time, because he, uh, he was having a, a morning.
2: He, he was he, he was a morning. <laughs> oh, look, it, wait, morning. he's
4: getting mad. He's like, stop yeah. talking about me, fucks. Yeah. Talk about me.
1: He had to know it was coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did you have any more success besides the disaster at 2001 Nationals?
4: Um, (laughs) Oddly enough, I've had very much similar to that success almost for my entirety of my bowling career. A lot of second places.
0: Okay, well, we're we're focusing on YBC at the moment.
4: Oh, YBC? (laughs) No, that was it. That was my shining jewel of YBC, and you shit all over it. Thanks, guys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so moving on from uh, ybc yeah, next,
1: next segment we go to c5 yeah. So obviously uh the open did you start playing the open more um went the great right out of ybc and, and yeah. trying to compete and making the teams and now uh, format was always northern ontario sent a team or was there a time that you played that you mixed together and i don't know when the last time is that there was um, Northern Ontario and Ontario played together?
4: Uh, for me, it was always Northern Ontario. We didn't have like Northern and Southern never had any mixed. It was always just our own team. Okay. Um, I think it's been that way for quite some time because I know Bobby T he always reminisces about, you know, all those, those those fuckers down there in Southern Ontario and he actually brought up the time when we split and it was it was quite some time ago, but I've only ever had Northern Ontario teams, so it was like, like you mentioned earlier, it was a lot smaller of a pool. And obviously for us, it was base- basically just Thunder Bay. So we have our Thunder Bay district, uh, we have Gateway, Cambrian, um, Sunset. Um, we've been trying to smoosh some of those zones together for you know, money reasons and things like that, which I don't know if those are moving forward as of yet, but it's, uh, oh, Nat said it's before her time. So yeah, it was, it was Bobby T, young in his prime time. Right, That's when that. we had the Northern and Southern together.
1: And uh, your provincials oh, wow. is always at the same time. Um, you do the Easter sort of, sort of routine. Yeah. Easter
4: Easter weekend is usually, um, this this past Easter was the first Easter I'd been home for Easter. I had to ask my family. I was like, what do we do for Easter? Like, yeah. oh, weird. I haven't yeah, been here. So I had no idea. Did. So I just, we just, I think we ended up just staying home because I'm like, well, let's just pretend we're bowling, I guess, because we've been doing it for, I don't know, 15 years now or however long you can, whenever you can start open. So and I've been fortunate enough to qualify for most of the teams. I've had a couple mixed teams in there and a bunch of men's teams. So been going to provincials pretty consistently.
1: And preference between men's and mixed, obviously men's. But.
4: I know. I just like to bowl. I don't, it does not matter what team I'm on. Um, the last few years I've been focusing on my singles, like bowling myself. I'm very much a team bowler. If I'm on a team, I want to do better for my team. Whereas if I'm bowling by myself, I only have myself to let down and who gives a shit. I've had a hard time kind of turning that knob down and turning up the competitive for myself, which is the cash tournaments in the last couple of years. I've been trying to go to those and kind of get into those and push to try to get a little more competitive for myself. And it's been, it's been a long road, but it's starting to work out. Just kind of view everybody else as everyone's garbage and I need to destroy them and show them their garbage. And that's the mentality I just stick in my head and just carry on straight through.
2: Have you had any uh, single success like C5 or have you you played uh, provincially as a single rep?
4: Provincially, uh, the last time I think was two years ago. And that was the beginning of you need to figure your shit out because you are trash at singles. I don't know how many people I had come up after we, I think we had won the team and came up and be like, well, who bowled singles for you? I was like, oh, fuck. And, oh, yeah, did you bowl? Oh, <laughs> you did bowl singles. Let me check. Oh, there you Oh, yeah. Like, it was constantly, and I'm like, I am fucking trash at singles. I really need to work on this. So that's been the last couple years sort of project. And I figure the more I focus on singles and get more comfortable in pounding out high scores for myself, obviously that will then transition back to the team because if I'm doing well on the team, the team's going to be doing well as well.
3: But um, I've noticed uh, we've played against each other enough uh, over nationals that – You normally are the anchor on the team, right? So, um, I know Greg's listening. So, I guess uh, you are the glue. I mean, uh, Greg just—you know—Greg's just on the team, right? So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Greg,
4: Greg, and I are two sides of the same coin. Greg is a phenomenal singles bowler, and I'm much better on the team aspect. (laughs) So, I can, I can watch my team literally turn into a dumpster fire and keep a smile on my face and keep positive about it. Greg, on the other hand, maybe needs to do do a little walk and cool down, you know, think to himself, maybe have a water, and yeah. then come back to the. Yeah, he funder. needs to
0: bring it like a prescription of valium in case yeah. the team turns. So, centers. so Greg's more the leadoff
1: bowler, and you're the anchor. Is that how that works?
4: Um, I, th- I think in the past few years we've been three, four, or actually Greg's been coming off the bench because apparently it mind fucks a lot of teams when you go to bowl us and Greg's starting on the bench, and they're like, oh, okay, well we better not bowl. Too good because they're going to pull whoever we're beating and put Greg in, and then he's going to shit on our face.
2: Okay, so, but, like, but, but he he, he but, was an anchor last couple or two years yeah, ago. Okay. That in last the, game, I yeah. remember. And yeah.
0: and I mean, it's really not intimidating if he only gets to sit on the bench for two balls.
4: Well, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's a very <laughs> so, different scenario. <laughs> uh,
3: so, do you, Do you want to bring up that uh, that scenario back in 2019?
4: Uh, the pole? The, pole? the the master pull.
3: Yeah. Okay. Masterful.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can we can discuss that. Yeah. So that team, we'll just start off with the fact or, or, that we were or, with that team in a medal match. Should we Should we bring Greg on? Well, well he's, he'd probably be furious. Do you want to just see him <laughs> yeah. scowl for the next? <laughs> <Yeah.
5: 15 minutes? laughs> no. No. Well, this,
4: is,
3: is, this is Taylor's fifteen okay. minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
4: So that we had a <laughs> that year was when we had some people drop off, um, <laughs> qualify, and then dropped out of the qualifying. So we picked up. Some much lower-seeded bowlers. Uh, Aaron Freid, I believe he qualified tenth. I don't know if Greg and Sam, you want to figure out the number. I'm pretty sure he was tenth. So we had somebody drop off. So he was our tenth qualifier. So he was below the mixed team, got bumped up to the men's, and he was just fucking happy to be there. He was a is this great at provincials guy. Provincials,
1: or is this at nationals?
4: This was provincial. So this okay. was our zone round, uh, the qualifying. So we had him in provincials. So he was. Eleventh or twelfth? Oh yeah, we yeah. So it was yeah. He was deep in the roster, so he was way down there. Um, so he was just a ha- he was just happy to be there. It didn't matter how like obviously he got frustrated with himself a lot because you know you, you bowl on a team you want to do well for your team. But and the only he got want to do good. He got so mad at himself. I I was like at one point I'm like man don't don't worry it's bowling we are doing a recreational activity for fun literally for a piece of metal. We're not winning money. We're not saving lives. Just take a breath, buddy. Relax. But he would get, he'd get real, real worked up. And going into that match that Tim mentioned was, I, was it the, it was it the two, silver three. bronze? It was a 2 yeah. Three, yeah. silver bronze match. And uh, he, uh, he asked Bob, like, uh, how come my name's on the board? Like, he didn't expect to play. And he got up there first frame, and he was just vibrating. He was literally a vibrator out there. I don't know how he held onto his ball. I don't even know how he hit pins. I just wanted him to stay standing. He threw the first ball. I think he took the left deuce. He throws with a bit of like a 10-pin style hook. Took the left deuce. I'm like, all right, that's, you know, you laid it down. You'll be all right. He went up there and just shook, got the right deuce, and then he turned around and did the double hand hair pull. Like, what am I doing? I did that
0: once. It didn't turn out well. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: You can only do it so many times. So, and I believe I'm supposed to mention the fact that Tyson can't read a fucking calendar because this was the year Tyson qualifies for opens and goes and fucking sails a pirate ship or whatever the fuck he was doing. So he booked a trip for the same weekend that we bowled opens on for since Bobby T had a 250 average and somehow didn't know how to set the dates up. There you go, Tyson. Suck on that. You don't even live here anymore.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have to put a serious disclaimer on yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I I assume there was gonna be a t like at least a ten minute delay, and Kerry was just gonna be in the back
0: bleeping.
3: <laughs> bleeping yeah, he's on
0: camp. Bleep. At yeah. 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 <laughs> You're on camper. your own. Yeah. Yeah, he's He'll gonna hear come about back. it in a couple of yeah. days and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: oh, okay. seventeen of it. his Patreons have pulled their subscription. What is this?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Kerry.
1: So after two balls he got pulled, before the third ball.
4: Before the third ball, yeah. He and got Greg went, he
1: was, and Greg went in or it was Greg No, Greg already was
4: in. already in at this point. <laughs> I think uh I think Phil Mayo was on the bench, so Phil went in for for uh Aaron. And I think together they bowled a buck seventy. And Frey's put a whole four points into that buck seventy.
1: <laughs> but he was probably so happy to be out of that. Well, game as soon as so
4: he got pulled, you could just see like he found
1: Jesus. You the could relief. see <laughs> the relief on his he was just <laughs> like yeah. oh and he just walked to the back, he's like, Get me out of here, I'm done. So that's a two-ball pull. Has anybody experienced a faster pull? Yes. Or what is comparable? But, but out of
0: technicalities. So we, we were at an open one, one time, and Dwayne, was it Dwayne Plato? No, no, or, it, it um, was it was Malcolmson. No. Oh, I'll tell a story.
3: i, I got I to get a quicker <laughs> pull. Yeah.
1: put yourself on mute there, Dex, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were telling a story.
3: Okay, so uh, I was it was in 2014 at, at Red Deer. Uh, I, I lost to Malcolmson because uh, Malcolmson was put up on the, on the board there. And uh, it was in Red Deer, and he was put up there, and he never showed up. Um, he, it, was a, it was lunchtime. He went for a nap, and he slept through his lunch. So, Dwayne, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, what was his uh, Noble. Derwin had to come in, and he came in, and he was pulled, he was pulled within the, the zero frame. Yeah, didn't even throw a ball. And then, uh, so he showed up. Malky showed up at the end of the game, and he's like, oh, am I am I playing? He's like, dude, you
0: missed the whole game. <laughs> yeah, you played, and, and you didn't
4: do so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, yeah. the no-ball pull. But that's just a technicality. I've never yeah. seen actual. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I feel for the guy. I mean, I understand the nerves. Like, that's, you know, yeah. you don't want to let anybody down. It's it's the biggest stage there is for the game. I, And, you know, when it's a situation that he clearly wasn't, you know, n- used to being in. So I, I feel for the guy, but it's... Yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's a record. That's that's sure. how
4: that's how she goes, and that's it's going to be tough to beat that one. I'm pretty and sure I, that
1: I was pulled in the third frame of the uh, <laughs> national gold medals in, when we won our gold in the first, and we lost the first game, and then we won the second. And it's I busted my hand on the wall and uh, and, and tried to throw two balls, and it was just bad.
4: Oh. My and whole family, it, my dad and brother, yeah, punch shit, and I learned at a young age: yeah. don't, don't punch shit because. Yeah. Shit's harder than you it was at Scott,
1: scottsdale lanes and on the side wall the little ledge kind of pops open just a little bit and just pushed it after the third frame or something in my Ooh. knuckle just like boom it was like I, could, I used to be able to just clap it like that and yep. it would go yeah. two inches above it was gross and I, I quickly grew up after i met my wife and said basically got the ultimatum but yeah i was a, <laughs> i was a third frame pull. Is the, is the fastest i've been so is i've been pulled what's the fastest you guys have been pulled
3: uh well for, I want before you we want daryl first of all you were in Scottsdale this yeah. poll was in Scottsdale too so it, it might it might be a it might be a thing <laughs> yeah um, oh
4: see it wasn't your fault it was just Scottsdale, <laughs> yeah, Scottsdale. it's just Scottsdale <laughs> <laughs>
3: um fastest i ever been pulled um it, it, probably honestly about 4 or 5 frames uh, it it's been i've been pretty fortunate i've been asked to be pulled sooner um, during Masters, and then Lynn told me we don't get pulled during Masters. So, <laughs> so, and, uh, so yeah, I four or five frames.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't even keep track of my high double or triple. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally no clue. But I, I don't think I had anything, like, exceptionally short. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking
2: probably like fifth, fifth, sixth, something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
4: probably half the game, get your shit together, get the fuck out kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly so uh, Taylor
1: let's talk about some of the successes obviously at the at the C5 and at the Open so um tell us you know those first couple of national experiences I think we have a six-time Northern Ontario provincial champion so how did those uh those early days of the 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 nationals go
4: so those were uh, that was kind of interesting so this this year coming up if we should win will be 10 years for Thunder Bay uh, going, sending the men's team to nationals. Um, so they've had they had four, three years of success previous to me. Uh, I think uh, John DeGras was on that team a couple of times in there as well. But again, we kind of had the same sort of core people, the same people I've been bowling Tuesday night leagues with. Um, like Greg and I go out bowling outside of leagues and stuff too, just to practice. You know, do a little bit of match play here and there. Um, so those those first ones for me were. Uh, very enjoyable. I think um, just before this run, I was on the mixed team and went uh, to nationals with the mixed team as well. Did we go to no, I've never went to nationals on a mixed team. Let me, let me rephrase that. I've been on the mixed team. I think two times got uh, and uh, bowled extremely well. And both times somebody in the final match threw a seven or eight bagger at us to beat us by a handful of points. I can almost, it's so traumatizing. I can almost remember their names. That's how bad it was. I can tell you who did it. And to me, most bowling is just, it kind of, all the old stuff just blurs away. But those two, the mixed teams gave me that, that little bit of a chip on my shoulder and that drive to get to that national level. And that's when I hit the men's team and everyone was saying, oh, well, you're going to hit a mixed team soon. Cause I was like two men's team, mixed team, two men's team, mixed team. And now I haven't hit the mixed team again yet, but it's, it's probably coming. I'll have a, had a diarrhea day or something and can't hold my shot and make a mixed team. But I'm, and like I said earlier, as long as I get the bowl, it doesn't matter for me.
3: Right. Yeah. But we look at 2014 was your rookie year, right? And down in Calgary. And then since 2014, yeah. you, you've made every national since. Um, and I believe uh, 2015, you almost beat BC in the finals. You went double knockouts. Yeah. They were the second seed and almost beat them in the finals. The, uh, you won the first game, lost the second one, and in twenty
4: sixteen, did he throw his perfect game that game? No,
3: no, that was 20, 2015 no. is when uh, the Kostics won. That, that was the oh Nets. yeah, the Giant Brothers. Yeah, and then um, and, and Greg won his second of singles, right? Yeah, uh, and then twenty sixteen, you guys didn't. You guys, uh, the Alberta men won. The carry won that year, yep. and twenty seventeen, we won. We beat you guys. You, and in that year, um, you guys didn't make the step ladder, I don't think. But uh, but you ended up, I think maybe all star, maybe that year. And in 2018 and 2019, you were all star, I think too. Right? Yeah. So yeah,
4: 2018, uh, eight, 2019, if we yeah, I definitely was bowling better, and I think 2019. You, you've, been, you've,
3: been, you've been constantly been going up, right? So yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. I think 2019 is the first year Greg and I kind of hit the same wave, wavelength. It's yeah. been either one of us is doing real well, and the other one's kind of doing all right. I think 2019 is the first time he and I both kind of hit stride at the same time. Unfortunately, it was the year where we had some some deep roster picks on the team due to people dropping out and things like that, which we still made it to a medal match. And uh, Aaron Frades, um, he, he swings that uh, weight around. I am a national medalist, he says to some of the other people we yeah. bowled, with, because <laughs> he is a national medalist. And everyone said, well, if I could bowl with Taylor and Greg, I'd be a fucking national medalist too. And he's like, but you aren't.
2: But yeah, you are. exactly, <laughs> and it
4: mostly, it's mostly females he says it to. So, unless uh, me and him get some changes down south or they do, that's probably never gonna happen.
1: But uh, <laughs> uh, winning, winning those, you know, for you, obviously, the, the, the national all stars, I mean, that's a pretty big thing to add mm-hmm. nationals um to be selected to the all-star team now big moments for you and feeling like hey i'm here and i can play on any any stage there is across the country and sort of coincides when you started to play a little bit more uh cash tournaments and stuff like that out west anyways to start to see you start to play more right so huge accomplishments obviously to make all-star teams
4: yeah, it was nice to make the All-Star team, like, uh, being up there, getting medals for a couple of years, meeting some of these guys, you know, some of the same people that are there have been going there for 10, 15 years before you, kind of getting recognized. I also have the bad habit of people remembering me for different reasons outside of bowling, but uh, I'm fine I'm fine with that as well. As long as they remember me, that doesn't matter. Maybe eventually they'll figure out I bowl too, but uh, being get, getting some medals, being up on the stage, and then being up there for the All-Stars kind of you know it sort of gives you that little bit extra drive all right we're making we're making some waves we're getting some medals where you know people are you know you're seeing some of the same people are competing at the same level so then it's just you know the next step getting the team there getting there in singles and doing something on my own
1: nice just Did you, you ever
4: play Masters? Factor. What, was, what was that Al?
2: sorry it just just pushes the belief factor yeah right next, next year you come back and uh, like DV was saying, uh, you start playing all these cash tournaments because uh, all, all of a sudden the confidence is rolling. Why why wouldn't you go play cash tournaments? Yeah, You, you can compete at that top level.
4: Well, for the... Well, okay, we'll do Masters before we hit cash because I know we got an agenda and I'll stick to it correctly. Uh, no, I do not do Masters at all. Okay. Okay. Um, for us, Masters is structured differently where we have to bowl a set amount of tournaments with the kids kind of deal. And... I don't know if you've heard me talk. Oh, hello. this Mrs. Daryl back there. Uh, I don't know if you've heard me talk, but I'm not exactly conducive yeah. with the children, so I, uh, try, I tend to stay away from that. I know uh, there's some other zones in Northern Ontario that have been moving to change the format to more of, I think, Southern Ontario even. They have the, the Teaching Masters and then the, the Scratch style, the tournament ones, so they've been trying to split those up we haven't had any success in it yet but if that does come round, i'm sure you'll see some some new faces on the the northern ontario masters team that's
1: all right um so yeah the switch over to cash events and cash tournaments now you see know, seeing the resume obviously 2017 2019 dryden open champion what's that tournament all about
4: that tournament is a test of endurance to say the least <laughs> So it's in uh, Timberlanes and Dryden, uh, Arnie's center, great center. Uh, Daryl, Daryl, his son runs it now. Um, We go there Friday afternoon and drink until Monday afternoon. So it's, and we bowl uh, eight game qualifiers for that one. Uh, It's handicap and you have some people in there that are ripping hundred handicap a game at you. So like it's, it's, a very different scenario where you got a bowl against one of these guys you're like oh that guy can throw seven bagger at you at any time while somebody with 160 handicap throws a double at you you're in fucking trouble that's huge. and that's two yeah. shots anyone can yeah. fluke out two shots in a row so some of those matches get intense and I had um, Johnny Octocock uh, John Wilcott everyone gets nicknames because you're not allowed to call anybody by their name that's my specialty I just well, give people well, nicknames well, and what, was his name? what
3: was his nickname yeah,
4: Oct- Octocock Octocock <laughs> And the reason is, so one of one of the years, I bowled both qualifying shifts. I think I, I qualified second in the first shift and bowled the second shift because am I just going to sit there and drink and die of alcohol poisoning? No, we'll split it up with a bit of bowling in the middle. So I bowled both shifts. Um, and then in that one, I won up both sides. So I had won all the way to the final on A side, and I bowled John Octocock For the last match on the B side, and he finishes, it's three games, um, just grand total with handicap. I don't remember. I think he had a little bit of handicap, and I didn't have any. It was based off a 250 average. Um, He finished his last game with eight in a row to beat me by 15 or something like that. So now instead of me winning one and two, I have to bowl him again in the final. And then I believe we ran... It was, it came down to, I think the the 10th frame in the third game again. And it was like 900 to 900 something for triples. So it was, so it's three game matches and it's a 30, is it 16 aside? So I I can't remember how many games a bowl that weekend. I think it was like 140 years, something insane. And I like couldn't feel my arm was completely hammered for 98% of the time. But that's where that pure muscle memory came. All I did was, is this my ball? Yeah, all the pins are there. This is where I stand. Clicked it off and off we go. Yeah, First
1: letter rip. Yep.
0: Yeah. That, right. That's where that's where liquor can really be like a uh, performance enhancing drug. It is. Yeah. You know, if right you're Tim? overthinking, you know, yeah, exactly. Tim's made a career off of it. You know, you're overthinking. A couple of beers and some shots.
1: Yeah, right.
3: I've never been
4: accused of overthinking, so mine is <laughs> mine's just muscle relaxing pretty much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when did you start coming out west? I mean, obviously, I think Greg's played uh, uh, years before, and has obviously John's been coming to many tournaments. Yeah. Um, was it always something in the desire that you wanted to play, or or when? One hundred percent.
4: It was uh, basically the last couple of years. So I've been in my job that I'm in now for ten years. So I got that extra week of vacation. So it was sort of the vacation days were there. A little bit of uh, you know financial stability to be able to book some flights, go do some tournaments, things like that. Um, I did red deer a couple of times um, call. I think I'm at hundred percent qualification rate for out West cash tournaments. I don't think I've ever gone to one and not qualified for it yet. Some of them like this last one are get real tight clenching the butt cheeks, making it by one. I watched one guy miss two corners in this past one to not beat me. And then he ended up being the, the, the bubble boy. So it's, uh, and I bowl, I don't know how many shifts. I bowl as many shifts as necessary to qualify i will bowl all the shifts i don't have that mentality where oh if i bowl bad the first one then i'm gonna brain fuck myself no nah, i'll bowl every day all the games i can bowl until i figure it out that's so a that's good so- attitude
0: honestly you look at people like tim tim is like oh, i'll never i'll never i'll never bowl a third shift i'll never do it and it's it's a defeatist and a defeatist attitude and you know unless something catastrophic catastrophic happens and you know, mentally, you just don't have it at all. Why, you're, you're here well, so for a reason. To me,
4: that's that's a stroke. That's pretty much the only thing yeah. that's going to put me out is to- if my brain literally stops.
0: Totally agree. You're there for a reason. You've been there before. You've been, been successful before. Why are you not giving yourself an opportunity to be successful?
5: Yeah.
4: that's And like for me, for example, for you guys, I know it's a little bit different. Some of the tournaments are closer to home. It's not a big of expense to get there. But for me... I'm paying three nights hotel, I'm dropping, you know, three, 400 bucks to fly. Why would I not throw that extra 200 bucks in, 400 bucks into both those extra shifts? Because, hey, I'm already dropping almost a thousand bucks to be here. Yeah. So I'm going to give myself as much chance as I possibly can to make that cut to get there. Kind of and optimistic. that attitude, that attitude's definitely helped me in some of them. Like the last couple for sure have been pretty tight and had to grind it out to the end. I think I qualified, um not even, when, when was it? The... The one that I lost to Tyler, whatever one I came second in. Yeah, yeah, I qualified. I was throwing it, so I normally throw my ball 32, 33 miles an hour. I qualified for that throwing the ball twenty-six. I literally slowed it down that much just to get pin action, and it killed me inside every ball I threw. But I did it for <laughs> eight whole fucking games.
0: But you, you didn't you Adapt. didn't do that in the step ladder.
4: No, why no? Because once once those pins, once the rubbers warmed up and the lane stride out, I could throw the brick ball down there, and it was crushing it. It was in the qualifying there wasn't enough games on the lanes yet for my ball to i would throw it in practice every time Be like is this ball working yet throw one shot nope and we'd slower back down and yeah. and my slow ball is not my muscle memory ball so it's very difficult for me to toss but thank god it went back to i could just go back to muscle memory because i needed it for the definitely for the final yeah
1: now yeah. So, so that year um regina was the your, your big tournament you had right that would have catapulted you into the tour finals
4: yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was the second place. I think I was kind of on the cusp because there was a lot of people that didn't bowl all of them. So there was, like, I, I can't remember what, I think it was like eight to 20 or something in the standings were all sort of within throwing distance of each other. And it was pretty much that one that sort of shot me up to the top. Having, I only, I think I only bowled two? I bowl three. I can't even remember. Tim, how many, how many tournaments did I bowl this year?
3: You, you, you bowl you two because you bowl TPC and you bowl Regina. You yeah, didn't play so, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. yeah, so having only bowled a smaller amount, I was really kind of clenching the cheeks for a, come on, a top eight finish to maybe give myself enough points to get me there kind of thing.
3: Yeah, right. and, and, you pl- and you played well at TPC. I mean, you you yeah. really sucked the first game if you're qualifying. Then you, then you got into the, the oh, driving yeah, mindset and then yeah. – I think you, you annoy the rest of the competition for the rest of the seven games. Yeah, you uh,
0: shot something outrageous for that, <laughs> is that, is that. Was
4: that that one where it was, I remember Daryl brought up the 20, lowest, 20,
0: 20, the lowest game that
4: qualifies and which one yeah. was like most yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, astounding to yeah. you? And I'm like, oh, this is a cool list. Didn't see my name on the list, by the way, the first time. And then everyone's bringing me up in comments. Oh, mention you a comment, mention you a comment. I'm like, why are they mentioning you? And then I looked, I'm like, oh, you loser. 20,
3: I, I think you shot 22 and a half or something, I think.
4: Yeah, I, I pretty for much seven, threw like for
3: seven, yeah. Yeah, I threw like I, twenty-one, my
4: last seven.
3: I I remember <laughs> I remember my bar sales went through the roof, and I remember Greg was just so annoyed with you. He's like, Taylor, shut up. Yeah. Taylor, shut up. That for, sounds
4: boring. For right?
0: Greg to say that. Yeah. Even
4: Johnny DeGrass at one point said, Man, you gotta shut up. And I was like, Well, hey, I better I better check myself before Johnny D wrecks myself.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: the, the, one D thing D i did, yeah. to, yeah. time, time to thing
2: I did want to say though taylor is I, I love the mentality especially for out-of-town people coming out to these tournaments you know like i said you're there anyways you might as well throw the, as many shifts as you possibly can uh but the one caveat to that is uh, a lot of people burn themselves out in that friday saturday and they, yep. they have next to nothing on the sunday uh, you even see it anytime somebody gets through on the, on the consolation, right? It, it's a later night and, you know, you don't get out of there till midnight, 1, 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. You're probably drinking pretty much the whole time. And then that big fatigue factor hits you the next day. So uh, as much as I would say, yeah, throw all five shifts at all these tournaments as you want. I would suggest, you know, to maybe taking a bit of a break in there, uh, spread them out a little bit, maybe play both on, on Saturday if needed um but uh, i i love the mentality especially for the out-of-town guys
5: yeah
4: like i have my my form is aggressive and i know outward looking in it looks fatiguing and draining but to me it's it's the way like i hadn't i hadn't seen what my backswing looks like for quite a few years of throwing it and people being like man why are you trying to whip it so hard i'm like to me it's like silk nice and smooth like i don't know what you guys are talking about and then i saw a video of me and i'm like holy (laughs) shit no wonder why these people all these years think i'm insane trying to kill the pins because it's what it looks like but it's ticked into muscle memory so hard that when the fatigue sets in my approach doesn't really falter the only thing that starts to happen fingertips get a little raw so i get more rotation on the ball and my ball speed slows down and you guys have seen my shot all that does is make my scoring go up Cause I can keep a solid line. I I slide in solid and have a very solid, uh, hold at the line. And as long as I can maintain that, that aspect of the shot, generally speaking, I can just continue on as soon as I can't stay solid at the line, then, then just stick a fork in me and get me out of there.
2: So So dumb, dumb question then. Why wouldn't you do that more? If you, if you find that that scoring success, why wouldn't you try to go towards that as a standard shot?
4: Because it's, I, I have tried the slower shot. So over the last five years, I have played with a slow, I say slow shot, it's still 26, 27 miles an hour. It's uh, accuracy in that range is substantially lower just okay. because it, it's the muscle memory has been built over, you know, 25 years of this exact same shot, trying to do that small edit in it on purpose is very difficult if it's if it's subconscious and in my brain oh yeah you're still doing everything you're supposed to be doing but externally it's actually a little bit different is the only way i've been able to have any continued success with it
0: yeah fatigue is an interesting thing i mean it's almost the same as like you know being sick how many times have you heard people being sick and going in and bowling really well you know stuff like that or hurt exactly you know mentally you're not focused on you know everything all the time it allows a little bit more muscle memory and again you don't overthrow it i mean even for even for tpc for me like this last the last time we had tpc and you know finishing runner up you know I, tpc is the longest weekend of the year for me i get basically no sleep i get maybe 7 hours of sleep in 4 days total right but you know if you can go out there and you can still throw your shot relatively well and you know not overthrow it and definitely not overthink it then you know there's almost a bit of an advantage there if you can harness it yeah. so fatigue when you guys talk
3: about fatigue you guys i i have no fatigue in the upper body at all i have fatigue in my legs that's that's where i that's yeah, the because you stand there
0: I, and shake them for an hour no
3: no, <laughs> no but i mean like it's it's the driving of the line right and your aggressiveness of the line yeah. i have and you're i have nothing on the upper body so when it comes to ball speed or or finish or anything like that that's the only um that's the only fatigue i have and that's that's what i struggle with so i get if it I, my back and hips for sure yeah, yeah yeah just bending over and and like uh my right my right hamstring and my glutes probably right um so if i could figure out a way to not fatigue that i think i i could probably go a little bit better in a in a tournament i mean maybe lose weight but i mean that's i'm not i'm not just not debating yeah, let's that not generally. let's not get crazy here no, just get a better slider no, not, or something you'll
2: be yeah. fine <laughs> but, but realistically even worse than that physical fatigue is the mental fatigue right you're, you're playing these massive tournaments there's a lot on the line we definitely put more on our brain during these tournaments than we probably should right and now all of a sudden you're playing an extra shift or an extra two shifts Right, that it just compounds as the the, the weekend goes on. It, it and then at that point, if you are struggling, your brain isn't uh, connecting with your body to make those moves to try things to 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 get you back on the right track. Yeah, have
4: a have mental fortitude in the agenda because I would also like to approach that topic because that's it's, it's a varying level of success for varying people yeah. and varying people must Always. do different things to achieve it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's uh, well, we well, a... why, do,
0: why don't we go there then, t- Taylor? Yeah. Are we not, not going to talk about oh. like his tour finals stuff? Well, right. you yeah, Dex absolutely. wants to
4: talk about the tour finals. Well, stuff I just, just want
0: to I just want to talk about that after you said that you know back in two thousand and one you've been slowly like eating and you know planting a seed. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but yeah. you have know, living,
4: uh, living rent free right here. That's right. But <laughs> you
0: too right. You're right. Yeah. You you own a WCBT record. You do. <laughs> you 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 own a record. You are the first person to ever go zero and ten.
4: Yep, I was the first person to take it, and mine was a lot more. Uh, I don't, I don't know the appropriate way to say this.
3: Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're worried about that, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> then the rest of them were because I think I believe there was was there two more zero and tens.
0: The, there was one. There was one right after.
4: Well, yeah. So like, was two, yeah. mine was a lot more of sandpaper just well, inside shredded kind of a loss.
0: So for our audio listeners,
3: he took a fist and he just pounded his yeah. other fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I shoved the fist through yeah,
4: a very yeah, small yeah. before What's and a very wide uh, after.
3: What, why was that? What happened? What,
1: how was that tour experience? Uh, the, the tour experience
4: for me personally was phenomenal. I loved every, even the as weird as it would be yeah. to say that, I liked that part. Yeah. Being a part of that and having that kind of memorable experience that's something i won't forget i often forget other instances matches you know i need to pick this corner to win kind of thing and then you do those kind of things they're in there but you don't remember them that will be rememberable until i smoke enough drugs and those brain cells die because <laughs> that was that, that that whole that whole no, scenario no. for me the, the the final televised event with the the intros and the interviews that kind of made me feel like a. Like, a, Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a real bowler now as much as, as, as many of us would rather pick, you know, hockey or golf to be the, you know, on that level, at least the one that I really enjoy, I am at that level. And it kind of, you know, solidified that success for me to be a part of something at that caliber with that much production value. And I know there's that much interest in it from the community.
1: And obviously, totally. you played Dexter first match, which you know tough draw first match. Obviously, Dexter uh, being second, at home. Second, second match. Second match. So, right. I got so to I got to win we, one, thanks, Dexter. Yeah. Who did you play first match?
4: Um, the elder fellow that I can't uh, remember. Steve Cummings. Oh, Steve, Steve Cummings. Cummings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He wasn't elder. He was just the older guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, any Sorry. older <laughs> people listening. That wasn't an ageist thing. It's just that's how I remember him.
1: Right. Right, and then uh, and then you played Dexter, and we all know uh, the, Dexter the, ripped
4: a ten bag at me and told me to have a safe drive home. Yeah,
0: eight <laughs> second, the eight second bull ride that Dexter.
4: Yeah, yeah, and that's um, uh, we made a beer on that game. I was good with it.
0: We, we did, yeah. Carrie's not here, so it will be less of a sore spot. But uh, K- Katie looked at us before that match and said, "If we can complete that match in under 11 eleven and a half minutes, <laughs> that she would buy us both a beer." And, and we it,
4: instantly <laughs> both said, "Done." We, we do like, even if we throw 12 head pins each I think we could do it in 10 <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. T- Taylor is just as fast as I am and we, we just we just motor and then and then like Taylor like you bowled great you shot yeah. 300 right
4: 290 something I think, I don't think yeah you shot 300 three. so I had a shot bo- to win five frames and you were on a 10 bagger so I had to bowl at least okay
0: exactly yeah you bowled, yeah. you bowled good we we threw something like 17 strikes between the two of us yeah right so that match is going to be fast anyways and i completely understand why carry wants us yeah. to go longer because yeah. we want we want to be able to showcase this for tv i i be yeah. honest but we're, get, we're just going to really fast
4: i get the televised version but bowling at that caliber i'm not going to actively change my mental state to adhere to the producer's wishes because in porn and bowling it never really works good so we're just going to do what feels (laughs) good
1: cbc we've we've heard that do that before right they did that the production that was the the side of them that you know because what what what
4: feels good as the entertainer is going to inherently transition better to the viewer because they're going to see look those guys those guys are enjoying they're they're feeling good what they're doing and that's gonna you know get to the far end user as well
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we we ended up finishing that match in 8 minutes, 11 seconds.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we got a a beer. And we we got a
0: beer. But, you know, you started talking about, like, you know, other people, you know, seeing it and you're feeling like you're at this level of caliber and whatnot. Um, One of our viewers, uh, Jennifer Haas, she has been doing a, um, a bowling component in teaching, in her teaching of grade twos. Yes, I
4: believe I've actually looked at that. I yeah,
0: so she has our match. She showed them our match between the two of us, and she actually has a video. I know okay. it's it is sideways. I, I, t- tell me if you guys actually hear anything when I do this, because I don't know if it's gonna work. I can't hear it.
3: Can't, no shit. <laughs> it's started yet. Yeah, but <laughs> this
0: is this is the class cheering for both you and I, which is I think is absolutely something super cool. No, she lied to that's me. That was just silent. cheering for me. You, you, you can hear it, you can hear it faintly. That Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it faintly. It doesn't yeah, matter. She lied to me. It was just cheering for me. So that's fine anyway. <laughs>
4: I know I know you're pretty good at bowling. That's that's you funny, ghost you can cheer.
0: But but it, it's, it's super cool. Won. The kids were absolutely into it and uh, from what I what I've been told half her class watches our podcasts every week so i'm sure it'll be you were next week earmuffs
4: just earmuffs see i put mine on when i showed up i knew what was happening pg-13
2: disclaimer yeah
0: but yeah it's super cool that you know the kids are into it and and enjoying it and that they can watch something like that and then you know, engage in it and, and yeah. engage in people. And that's really deep what down, looking for.
4: Deep down, I was hoping you were going to finish that out, throw the P up there because you lose to perfect, hey, we're best I could have done was tie. Hey, but-, but to have something like that in that scenario where you're trying to get the get it out there, like that kind of match is a very, that's like a perfect. jewel to show people, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, this is kind of what we're looking for. And you shoot that out there and it's, you know, it's something something great to show them Taylor. Quickly.
3: When you're when you're up there, did you hear the hear the announcers talk about a perfect game at all, though? No. Okay, I don't. Maybe, hmm. maybe, no, that, maybe, that was maybe, my mistake. Maybe that maybe, was my okay. mistake. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe Dexter just set that up and threw Daryl underneath the bus. Maybe Daryl never even said that Dexter. No, no, no.
0: What Daryl <sighs> what Daryl what said was, "Ooh, are we going to see 11? That's
3: oh, okay. That's what yeah.
0: he said.
3: Oh yeah. Okay, I I
4: take it back. I heard him say that, and in my <laughs> head, I said, "I sure fucking hope not."
0: because
1: I do remember that I did hear him say it and I'm just like we need to go back into the audio vault to to see that part yeah
4: yeah yeah, that was that to go back to that whole experience fucking that was deadly other than that that exact instance wasn't as deadly but most of it was
2: pretty good (laughs)
5: let's
2: Let's go selfishly I was kind of hoping the uh, Ontario boys wouldn't make it out because I was alternate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, thinking. we had our, we had our,
1: we had our plane yeah.
2: tickets. We were ready to go. That was awesome to see.
1: Let's go to the mental fortitude, sort of. How do you prepare that sort of side of things, Taylor? I know you want to chat about that a little bit. So what type of things do you do, obviously, to, to prepare for an event or to, to keep yourself mentally focused?
4: See, this is where uh, we get, I get into the, I've talked to the, our own bowlers here and I, my mental game is drastically different than everybody else. It might be because I could be a sociopath, but not. I haven't been tested, so I don't know for sure. But I have <laughs> a, back to my original comment where I said, Everybody else, I bowl is garbage. I know I'm better than them, so I just got to go do it. That kind of mindset to me, as rude and dickish as it sounds, and I know it does, it sounds conceited and arrogant as fuck, and I get it. But that mindset, all of us have to some varying degree maybe your your wording's a little more disney than mine but everyone who bowls at the caliber that we're bowling at has that sort of mindset somewhere it's in there they draw on it they think of it and if they don't have it they're not at this caliber it's 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 almost a moot point that you you can't be one without having that in there and i just wanted to know sort of what everybody else's mindset was what you like how you view yourself i actually wrote down where did I write it? Um, well, I wrote it a lot nicer down here than what I just said. So do you think you're better than everyone else? Being that if you had a five-game match and you are bowling at your best, can anyone beat you? Anyone? Five games, you're bowling your best. Everything feels good. Pins, balls rolling good. You're knocking everything down. Can anyone beat you? Yes or no? No. No. Um uh... Tim's up. He hesitated. The answer's no, Tim. No, it, 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 not,
0: the
5: answer's
4: no. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't, wasn't even 50-50, Tim. Novo,
3: <laughs> um, no, yeah,
4: yeah. So it was just is <laughs>
3: so
0: convincing. Yeah.
4: It's that that style of mindset that I just wonder if, if other people think that way. And I know mine's a little more crude and harsh, but that's that's how I need to put the competitors so far below me that it's not even a second thought, right? that you're going out there and you're just going to, you're going to do well. You're going to beat these people and you have to think of yourself as the best in order to, you know, to beat the best, you got to be the best, right? Or inverted that to be the best, you must beat the best. But I don't think of it like that because that's already putting someone above you. And that's not my mental game, which personally for me in long-term, like you're saying, Adam, bowling that many shifts, maybe bowling your first shift and you bowl atrocious, to me, as soon as that first shift is gone, boom, you cut that out, we're done. We're moving to the second shift. The first shift, other than how was I sliding, how was I throwing, how was my ball affecting the pins, that's all I'm pulling from that first shift to better it and, and improve on it moving forward, not the negative parts, the things that I did wrong, the things that weren't working. Uh, and that's another one of the questions that I have here that I'll I'll leave for the queue. Oh, I might as well ask it now. It's all sort of the same thing. So you throw a shot. You missed your mark. You know you missed your mark. What do you say in your head? Is it, I missed my mark? Or do you say the thing that's the positive engagement to fix that error? So, oh, I missed my mark. Or, oh, I need to throw it out more. Or, oh, I need to get a little more lift. Or, oh, I need to slide, you know, solid at the line. What's your thought process on that?
2: What was the result? Miss, plow? Miss. 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 Changes nothing. I go back there and throw a ball. Yeah plow Uh, i start thinking correct first the very first plow
4: very first plow plow, you're immediately thinking
2: well Well, no you're 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 talking what what's the mental after you throw that one shot right yeah so if you go up and you
4: and you plow you immediately start thinking about the plow
2: no what, what what was wrong with it right go pick your pins and then come back the next frame normal Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if I if if I miss the middle, well, my second ball doesn't change from my first shot mindset. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. So you're not. Yeah. You're not focusing on the wrong. You're focusing on the okay. Do the right.
2: Right.
3: So I'll tell you, like, if it's uh, for a corner, nine times out of ten, I'm I'm pretty good. If it's not my right corner, but say it's the left corner, (laughs) if it's the left corner, and I'm just and I'm lighting it up, playing well, and I miss that corner, usually I look at myself and be like, you know, I haven't missed one yet. And then, then I get mad. I'm like, man, you're a fucking idiot. Because I said to myself, I haven't missed one yet. Yeah. And th- then I miss one. You're and I'm like, superstitious I'm, an about it. I'm I'm superstitious that way. Yeah. Sorry, yeah.
0: Tim. Could you keep the swearing down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: I'm, I'm not going to lie. Carrie's really going to love podcasts when he listens <laughs> yeah. to it tomorrow. Yeah. No, no, yeah.
0: No, no, it, it's absolutely <laughs> fun. Um But yeah, I, I I agree pretty much completely with Weber. You know what? If you miss the Shocking. middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you miss the middle, you made a mistake. But like you know, obviously it was a a, a larger mistake. It's not, and that those are gonna happen. Like that's yep. that's just the nature of the sport, right? So there's yeah. no point in sitting there and being like, ah, oh, you're an idiot. You did this wrong. Blah blah blah. Just go back and throw your normal shot again. Because nine shots out of ten, that's the shot that you're gonna make right yeah. you just do the one that wasn't so it is what if you start punching you know one one punch could be bad location could be bad lift but that doesn't mean that's indicative of every shot that you've thrown so far so you you know you kind of let that slide for a little while and then you start making some changes but it's, it's all about the quick analysis and and yeah i i totally agree no negative thought processes you don't yeah. want to sit there and be like you're an idiot you know you know stuff like that it's just it just unproductive it surprises me
1: focus.
4: how many people get stuck in that negative hole
0: Yeah,
4: they just they, as soon as they get in it and it just grabs them and then it just sucks them down and it, some people i they can't get out of it and it always baffles me because i don't have that side and i've never experienced it so having not experienced it, i don't you know i, I can't relate to what they're saying it's just it's just shocking to me that why would you focus on the negative so so heavily when You need that. that's obviously the, it's state of mind. If you're thinking it, you're going to make it happen, regardless if it's positive or negative. If you're stuck on the negative, oh, I missed my mark. Oh, I missed my mark. And then you're going to go up. Guess what? There's probably a good chance you're going to miss your mark again because that's what you're thinking about.
2: Especially if it's your last thought before you're going to take that next shot. Right. But uh, I have gotten in that mindset a few times. Um, What really bugs me and what what gets me going is uh, I'll throw that first head pin. Um, I'll kind of identify one of maybe two things that probably went wrong with it. What really bugs me is the next frame or a couple frames later, I'll go do the exact same mistake. And that's what gets me frustrated because I've already identified it, but I haven't been able to correct it. Yeah. And that's when I'll get frustrated. The, mm-hmm. the, the misses, yeah, they, they happen. It's usually a speed thing or, or something something easier. Yeah, so that, should, yeah. Go ahead.
4: so that that leads into, oh, do you have,
3: so, yeah, I'm there. sorry. I do have to say like, you know, um, I, when you're on, when you're playing a qualifying shift or say you're playing a, a qualifying for, uh, for the open or for uh, masters or whatnot, I, uh, I really love to see when people playing around me are very animated and very negative or very uh, animated, I guess you can say. Um, and they're, they're just, you know, you can see them, you can see them like all throwing their towel or doing all this other stuff. And, and does that bolster you? Does that make you feel better? It does because I I can smell the, I can smell the blood because I, all of a sudden I I can be like, yeah, okay. I, he, I don't have to worry about that guy. That guy's done. Right. And you know what, that next one, like I, whatever, see you later. Right. And it's like for us who play at a higher level or us who've, who've been the next, level for a while, right? For us, we, we, you act professional. You've been there, done that. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. Like you can act the way you want to act, but uh, you, if we're going to get to be that state, you go and you take your walk or you take your spot yeah. or you figure yeah. it out. Right. Um, If you go, if you got to that point, you've gone too far. Right. So that's Taylor's how I have comments at, about
0: yeah. like having, wanting to be, or knowing that you are, nobody can beat you. When people start acting like that, it automatically throws you into that mindset. The second they start acting like that and it looks like they're mentally done, all of a sudden it empowers you and you're like, nope, you are not beating me
4: now. That fuels my ginger soul when I see that. I'll tell you what. (laughs) I don't know how many times I've looked at Adam when his shoe's sticking and in my insides you just giggle with joy. Just like, look at this fucking dummy. Can't get his slider to work properly. And here we are bowling at a national event, and then a part of my brain's like, "Yeah, but he's doing something in singles, a fucking loser." And I'm like, "Shut up, (laughs) brain!" But it's you just you just see it, right? And I I see him do it, and it just makes me feel better. So thanks, Evan. You do it lots. You do it lots for me. I I have lots of shoe issues. (laughs) I I am. I watched you cut a whole new slider and slide fifty slides on it, and you didn't even throw a ball. I'm like, that dude's going to wear that fucking slider out before he even gets to blow him.
3: Taylor, try, try bowling on his team with him. No
4: fucking thanks, buddy. <laughs> no.
3: Nope. Nope. Hey, do you want to trade wow. uh, Greg for Adam straight up? I mean, they are both have their own issues. Uh, Greg's a little
4: more... He, he takes his mess to the back. <laughs> Adam's mess is on the lane and he forces you to watch it. Sure, sure it ends in a strike most often, but the the, the journey to the you know how the, the journey is better than the you know the ending? It's I don't think so in this case.
2: Hey, um, camera time is camera time, man. You gotta stay on it as long as you yeah. can. That's if that's if that's
4: what you gotta tell yourself to keep cutting those fucking shoe sliders, power to you, buddy. Hey, the idea Again, is to getting camera time relevant. like a mother. <laughs> yeah, this guy he's getting sponsors like crazy. Oh. I, that dude's on the camera for forty five <laughs> his, his shoe,
3: went, actually, his shoe went into the garbage right after. True story.
2: Poor shoe. Oh, the shoes out there two, just trying to help you out, man. And you throw No, them out. That, that was two thousand nineteen in yeah, uh, was that? Surrey. It, no, 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 no. That was in uh, BC because I ended up finishing yeah. with well, uh, tickets.
0: Where do, you, where do you think Surrey is?
2: Oh, I thought you said Sudbury. Sorry, Dex. You, you, you don't play in Sudbury like we did. No, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I'm you're
5: right. I didn't...
2: Play, hey, I play in Sudbury all the fucking time. On purpose? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I Joking. Oh, I love that area. <laughs> yeah, no, nice. I, I ended up uh, fin- finishing with Brad uh, Ticket's uh, slider. Ended yeah. up winning two golds. Yeah, so yeah, half of them are Brad's, which that's uh, what I just heard. No, I got him a beer. A whole beer oh, on the Hey, have you seen that guy? He was loaded. Uh, that's
4: true. Yeah. I, I had a very in depth conversation with him and he just walked over and just started going. I was like, all right, then. Usually <laughs> this is the other way around, but I'm, I'm liking this.
5: <laughs>
4: uh, Steve Baker with the uh, self talk should be as if you're your own doubles partner. I think you brought that up. That is exactly how I, I think it that. should be. Unless, unless you're Tim and Dex bullying in doubles. Other than that, that's exactly how the, the that, that mental talk should go. That's sort of the process that I go through as well. you know, don't if you're going to run. say something negative, the whole you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Scenario is pretty much, yep. the, my idea for that. So well, the, the, oh, go ahead, Adam.
2: Sorry the 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 talk that I will give my teammates. Is completely different than what I'll give myself, and I, I definitely wish I would pump myself up the, yeah. the way that I'll pump my teammates up. I that, can only that, imagine your that's inner awesome. monologues—a
4: horror story. Just if you don't throw this shot, shoe, I'm going to take you all back and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> if,
2: if, it's going to do it anyways.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they might as well get on board if it's if it's exactly. happening. So that so <laughs> we segue way off the original comment, <laughs> right? but the the, the second. The second follow-up question. By the
0: way, you are you have officially taken over podcast, and you are a new DB for the evening. I can do it. Give me a script. DB DB unfortunately had to take off. There was a bit of a an emergency at the office, so he's he's out for the evening. So uh, Taylor, you're in.
4: I can follow the rest. We're good. Uh, So that leads (laughs) into my aim small, miss small, mark size in general. Do You aim for one board, half a board, tip of the arrow, six inches, half the lane. Go.
2: I, I I look at one board but if I if my ball's between the middle three arrows it's got a chance so you look i, I I've got nine I've got nine board error
4: so you throw almost because we're brick throwers up the gut so that kid okay, that, you're the same as me that makes sense what about you two fluffer be. bowlers over there
3: I, uh, fluffer bowlers. I, I aim between the middle arrow and the the arrow on the right of it and if I get it there that's what I aim for
0: I have my target, and ever since TPC 2010, um, I lose my target partway through my shot. So I have mm-hmm. what a, I have a, I have a, a, a yeah, I, I aim for an arrow. It's the third arrow from the right. Well, r- at least right now, like my, my line will change, but most often it's third arrow from the right. And step two or three, I no longer look at the target. And it's nothing, it's not a conscious thing, it's a subconscious thing, but everything kind of goes to mechanics. So, um, and if I know that if I watch it go right over the target, I will punch every single time, every yeah. time. So, um, I definitely have, a, I have an area I would say, and it's probably, it's probably a six or seven board window where yeah. I have a chance.
4: Yeah. My, I think, so- I don't know wherever the center arrow is, you take that out in the next two arrows. I don't know how many boards are in between those two arrows. That's based, my mark is this big.
2: Yeah. So I stand
4: in the middle, throw it up. And if I land directly on the center arrow, then we're in trouble land because it rolls up the center board the whole way. But now the difference
2: is you do throw it up the gut. So I I come from a bit of a right to left, Uh like kind of a slow hook. And mine's very similar to Dex, where all of a sudden, like uh, my biggest issue is walking straight towards that target. So typically I'll end up walking a little bit further left. Now, my area doesn't turn into an area at that point my board actually moves mentally if I'm further left. So I'm still looking at a board, but all of a sudden it'll end up moving with me. So it, Dex is probably turns into like a three or four board area. Mine will still keep that same board, um, but it, depending on how my feet are, all of a sudden, you know, my, my target yeah. changes. So, yeah. so you slide. the same idea. Are you you're sliding right to left or left to right? No, so uh, I'll basically start uh, my approach basically pretty, pretty, pretty much up the gut. And then my my goal is to essentially walk about a bo- or no uh, about a dot to the right to essentially throw over the arrow to the right of the center.
4: So you intentionally now, walk crooked?
2: No, it, it's, no, it's he, a straight line over there, right? But well, know, usually everything's in my first. No, no, it, it's, it's not straight, a crooked. It's, it's, it's not. It's not a crooked walk. It, it, it's directed towards that. Every time, every once in a while, you'll see me end up uh, moving my shoulders out. Right. And that's to, to essentially open it up so I'm walking towards that target. But, yeah, but usually it's, a, it's all shot. in my first step. No, I do that exactly. Right. right. So right. everything's depending kind of on my first step. If I'm, you know, step of a board left, two boards left, all of a sudden my spot immediately moves to the Because you can feel left. that you're exactly that where, way. where my step's going. Right. So yeah. it's also why I plow a ton. Right. Because it, 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 it's just not good. But my middle percentage is 90 plus right yeah. so yeah so as, as a as sure a works.
4: as a fellow chucker have you ever thought of moving those three-ish boards to the right and walking dead straight with the wood
2: yes i'll, I'll miss left more often than not because, because I'm the over still, because I'm the compensation from the left. angle yeah I'm okay. still walking left it's yeah. always been been my mechanic issue right yeah.
4: so west swallow has got the same thing one two is straight he slides seven boards left
2: yeah, but remember-
3: on just the slide, yeah. just so, sh- so, way over so, there. So Taylor, when I when I met Wes, we went to Saskatoon Bowling School, we we're in the same group back like when we were like I don't know, when we were both sixteen. So this is fifteen years ago, right? Twenty 20- anyways, but he didn't never had this out here.
4: He had that for only like a year. The the yeah. the, the pizza delivery, we called it. <laughs> the hot and ready coming from Wes Wallach, 15 minutes or it's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We bowled yeah. in Red Deer. That was the year we went to yeah. Red Deer, and he yeah. hit the ball return on his downswing because he was throwing for his left corner, and he's coming opposite lane. And he went, and once he did that, he's like, "Okay, well, I guess I can't do this anymore." And then that's when he brought put the pizza away and brought it back to a normal shot.
0: Yeah, wow. That's he crazy. said
4: he said it was just a. It's kind of just started to creep that way, and he was having some issues scoring, and it felt good, and it was scoring, so it just kind of over time got a little worse, little worse, little worse. And then all of a sudden he's holding the ball behind him. Like he it, it didn't, he didn't intentionally do it. It was
2: just kind of happened.
4: And then obviously he's
2: self-corrected. That's if my you, twist, but then it comes back. So I, I couldn't yeah. imagine being that far out. Yeah, It's, it's all, all natural. I, I don't intend to do that. It's just when I get up there, it's crazy.
4: Yeah. I'm if a firm believer of anything that you do on this side of the line. You can bowl as... Weird as you zigzaggy doesn't matter. As long as you do it consistently, it is yeah. irrelevant.
0: Yep. Exactly. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. If you ever see Weber frustrated, it is always because he's walking left. Uh, yeah. Always. And he can't and he can't he'll get into it and then he won't stop. He can't
2: yeah. and then it, and then it,
0: you'll get matter and matter as you do it. it
2: it's the slide left. So yeah. even if I yeah. feel that I'm walking straight, I can't get over the shot. All of a sudden it'll slide out a little bit. It's plow every single time.
0: Yeah, because as soon as you slide left, that brings your right shoulder down. And to have an
2: immediate immediate
4: result based on something you know you did, yeah. it's already making me mad and I don't even do it. Yeah.
5: <laughs> like if <laughs> I if I
4: could feel the slide and let go of the ball, and while you you and I both know as soon as that ball's out of your fingers, you're almost certain where it's going. There's not a lot of variation yeah. that's gonna happen on the way down. So as soon as you let it go, you're like fuck
2: you know wait, wait till you get old the the ball slows down a little bit and you get a little bit more chance i
4: can't wait i'm fucking you just wait when i'm 45 you're all toast my shoulder will be like half blown out you're just throwing soft 24s down there it's gonna be something that goes to our next one Feel or precision area or precise we kind of already went over it adam starts very specific Gets somewhere sometimes slides left knows that uh i don't what about the the wiseman's
0: feel Feel. 100 percent. like and i've talked about it lots on this podcast but for me the biggest like i am always looking for the biggest room for error yeah and 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 that doesn't that doesn't come with precision though those two things are polar opposites i am looking for what i can do to get away with things if things happen yeah how can i
4: mess up the most and still have the best be successful
0: Uh, you're you're exactly right so yeah, yeah it's it is about feel and and you know what everybody knows that if, if you release the ball the right way and you, you could feel it, you could feel that instantly. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you hit, that's a strike. Yeah. Right. So, so do you start I'm trying to get to that feeling?
4: Do you start in the same position? So say you find, you see, I know you've mentioned multiple lines. I'm sure we all have multiple lines, but you, do you start, you know, heels in the same spot every time, toes on the same spot, like a anchor point for your beginning and then feel it from there or is even that, isn't that beginning, uh, fluid.
0: well everything's up in the air everything could 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 change so um i mean at least feet wise i try to i try to maintain the same sort of delivery from all angles but feet wise like okay uh, i usually start you know third dot to the right of center so like way right um and then i'll make some small adjustments in around there uh you know board left board right depending on Where it is at, but depending on where I go, I'll throw you know five, ten shots of that, and you know throw pocket shots or a touch thick and get nothing, and I'm like, nope. Change. So I'll change, I'll change lines, or I'll change a ball. I'll probably switch to a ball first, and then uh and then see if I get a, a better pin reaction. And if that doesn't work, then I'm probably gonna go way left and see what happens there. And if that doesn't work, I might go out the middle. And if that doesn't work, I might move back. So. But I'll try to yeah. keep those. I'll, I'll just try to. No, like. I mean, like backwards on the approach. Oh, so I might. Further
4: back. Give me the ball more time to spin. Yeah. Okay. To, to roll
0: out. Because so, there, there's lots of centers where I get to that can't. That don't. Isn't indicative to scoring with the high rev rate. Um, So I'd move back to try to make it so that it, it rolls in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I've had to do it a few times at Paradise. I had to do it at at uh, Chinook. I try to do it in Red Deer every once in a while, too, because it, it, the end of a shot seems to work better. So. <laughs> It's just an easier way of me yes, it does. removing, yes, it does. removing um, rotation. You, you've missed
2: than... one of your go-to's, though, right? You, you do like playing, you know, with a few sets of bowling balls too. Oh,
0: that was, that, the, that m- was the first thing I said. Oh, really? Said, yeah, I, yeah, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned yeah, said, going to a different ball. I'll, I'll that, probably try the to switch th- balls
2: first. Sorry, that's the first thing you change?
0: <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll stand in the same spot, and it. it well, if I'm getting, okay. if I'm get like, if I start off and I start getting, you know, I throw ten shots, and it's, you know pocket or heavy and i'm getting i'm not getting anything i'll try a ball first are these the same
4: size weight ball just different type or you're changing weight and sizes as well
0: depending on pin reaction oh Mm. you're a
4: fucking psychopath all right well
0: well no because okay so if if you're hitting and just everything's just falling flat then whatever but you know if i'm watching Mm. if i'm getting blow throughs then i might go to a lighter ball if i'm getting Are, are, are comments hard Oh my god. Just let me let me finish <laughs> this actual serious part of this conversation before you start throwing shit out there. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, so so if I see start seeing a ball, you know, blowing through and going behind the two pin, I might go to a lighter ball. You know, if I start seeing a jump in front of a two pin, I might go to a heavier ball. Uh you know, or or switch a um uh, a material. So yeah. if, if like That a, would on, be
4: my first thought would be a material change as opposed to a weight.
0: Mm-hmm yeah. because I find soft mm-hmm. rolls tend to grab the bands a lot more for me yeah. so I try to avoid them for the most part and go with something with a you know Very a star free. line with a, with a really harder coating yeah. on the outside or a urethane ball but or I'll switch to a harder ball that'll try to keep the pins down a little too. So,
3: for me um, yeah I'm a little bit more uh, dynamic than dexter. I No. Yeah, you um, basic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think I think I think the biggest thing for, for me would be obviously I'm a feel. I, I think uh, getting the feel on, on your fingers and the release is the most important thing. And I think for me when I go go to each center, I, I play at most of these centers that we play at right now, other than maybe a handful when we go to a nationals or whatnot. Um, but so we already have an idea how it plays most of them. Um, so we already have in, in your head you already have the book how it played last time or whatnot but biggest thing for me is your approach you already have an idea how the approach is going to run if it's nine times out of ten it's you already know it's going to run heavier it's going to run fast or it's going to run your guys
4: approach that's teflon yeah right yeah,
3: right yeah. Yeah. right so so you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you have that ready because you want to make sure your approach and your timing's ready um, you know how, how oily the lanes are going to be and you're going to readjust that. So I have certain spots, like uh, I already have it set up where I already stand. Um, Bonnie Dune, I have a, a certain spot I stand differently at Bonnie Dune because their uh, their approaches are a lot different. Um, just how they install them, then maybe we're sure to park where I'll stand. Um, it all depends on the oil conditions and, and the lane conditions on that. Um, but otherwise, I find... it. It just on reaction during practice. did I? I won't change bowling balls if I don't have to. Um, obviously, I I have made a change once in a while if I'm super desperate. But I, I find if I can get to the pocket um, and if I can get my my feeling on my hand and, and get my rev rate, I guess you can say in in five pin I can be able to score um, anywhere on the on the head pin. That's how I kind of feel with it. But yeah. if, if I if I can't get my if I can't get my timing or can't get my slide down if I'm sticking or whatnot, then I'm kind of hooped, right? So I think that's my main key during practice more or less than anything.
4: Well, this that led me to a question that I didn't think I didn't even think to ask. Do Does anyone change their foot approach speed? Do you change your approach at all throughout a tournament? Like as in timing, you, you start step, step, slide, or step, step, so however many steps you do in slide. Do you guys adjust that at all? Walk faster,
2: slower. Not like, actively, no. Not on purpose. No. Because uh, that, I'm a firm that's believer huge, that's of what I'm trying to control.
4: That's yeah. I'm a firm believer of consistency on this side of the line always. Yeah. So to move, for me, for example, changing ball speed, my muscle memory does not allow that. My muscle memory is so fine tuned in Difficult. that I need to bowl with the same weight. So often I'll have so the two those uh ebony's that i have now are as big as you can get and as heavy as you can get you go throw those two shots and you throw a house ball for a 15 count i'm zinging that fucker in the ditch every time because it's smaller it's more often it's going to be smaller house balls typically are smaller and lighter for the family you know dynamic of a bowling alley so those are way too light for me so the idea that you change ball weights on purpose it hurts my brain to even process i've that's do you, Adam. Do you change ball weights? I no, know you I, change I, I balls. Don't, I don't
2: change balls. You I, always
4: have the same ball. No, don't, don't I, I still start.
2: And the only reason for that is it's the exact same feel off the fingers mm-hmm. every time.
4: Yeah. Okay. So I, th-
2: unless th- uh, unless like the the lanes are like ridiculously dry, and all of a sudden I've got to go to a bit of a straighter ball, I won't even consider that as a change in my mind. Yeah. Right. But that that's totally. I think that speaks to more to
4: our forms because like our two forms comparatively to the Wiseman's is a bit different because I, a ball chain, I've never changed balls unless I broke a ball in which case it's pretty tough to bowl with a busted ball. So, <laughs> but,
0: but you know, when you, when you're talking about feet of uh, foot speed and stuff like that, obviously changing a bowling ball for me isn't going to change my foot speed. Yeah. Foot speed is something I will struggle with. Like, you know, I'm a fast bowler and I'll start to yeah. go a little bit quick and then it'll be something that I'll need to start yeah. focusing on to like yeah, right take, take a, take yeah. a breath and just like kind of, you know, let it, let it slow down a bit. But changing balls, especially like weights and stuff, doesn't really affect me a whole lot. And the nice thing is, is there's, you know, some places I'll go to, you know, especially places that have, for example, uh, the white bases rather than the black bases. Mm-hmm. I'll go to a 5-inch ball rather than a 4 and 7 eighths ball. Because those bands are designed to hit a 5-inch ball flush. So, or those pins are designed to hit a 5-inch ball Flush so that that tends to keep the pins down more. Sorry, so I'll go on, to that.
2: on the white or the black?
0: The white. The
2: white. No, are they five inch? I thought those were were supposed to be four and seven eighths because. And then uh-huh. the black because it, nope. it, it it jumped at what three sixteenths. The, the, the black
0: actually taller. The black is exactly. actually taller. So that, a, that's a where you inch? need to be
2: throwing a five inch on those.
0: No, not necessarily. So there's there's two reasons for that. Okay, so the white the white bases end up hitting a ball a five inch ball flush, which tends to keep the pins a little bit this way. So the reason why they went to the black bases is because when they put those black base or when they were doing the five inch balls, most of the balls, especially with rubber component balls. They found when they did slow-mo cameras on They'd the pins... grab and go down, The right? pins would go down first, yeah. right. So that's I why... Never,
2: I never saw that in Alberta. Right. Everyth- everything sailed.
0: Yeah, for, for sure. It, no, it bounced before it went up, yeah. So that that's why if you throw a 4 and 7 eighths ball on the 5-inch ones, that is actually sending it this way rather than down first. But if you go into the, the white bases, I use a 5-inch ball so that it tries... And something a harder ball that doesn't have the rubber to try to to try to keep those pins down a little bit more so but the nice thing is is if i'm going through a tournament and i'm throwing the five inch balls my you know 10 15 games in my hands start to swell my knuckles start to swell it's part of being fat water retention you know it's it's one of those (laughs) things right but you know and you start to get a little bit tired you start losing a little bit of lift sometimes too and then you could actually drop down to a four and seven eighths ball and then regain Get that back. all those things back yeah. sure, sure. so there is some advantages to to that as well but yeah, yeah. no I'll, I'll definitely change balls based on what the house is like yeah for sure my
4: backswing is not indicative to ball changes it's with you any weight difference in that drastically changes what comes out the other end
2: mm-hmm. uh well, last thing that that oh, okay. that's completely understated there is just the the experience and practice in throwing all those different balls, different lines, mm-hmm. all that, right? Kerry and Dexter, or head of, of most people, uh, Peteritis for example. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in Ontario that that are similar. They they throw a million different lines because you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah, And yeah. I, I I can't do it. My for, my, my for, mentally, I can't do it.
0: For those people listening out there, like I, I really think that's a good thing to say. But when when you're out practicing. You know, the whole, you know, but I've always done it this way concept, yeah. just it, you know, for, for the people that truly master it, that's fantastic. But, you know, you never know when you're going to need it, so go out and grab a ball and then practice it. I'm not saying change your mechanics. You know, changing lines should not change mechanics. Changing bowling bowling balls should t- realistically not change mechanics. But go out there and change lines and just do it until you feel comfortable you know find a line throw it practice it practice it practice it move again throw it practice it practice it you do it for corners and all that stuff all the time anyways so it really shouldn't be that big of a deal to try to do it go out there get comfortable practice it so that when the situation does come you're you're comfortable doing it
4: yeah i throw literally the exact same shot at every pin i start Obviously, start different varying areas, but the intensity and throw for everything is all exactly the same. What's up, Bradford? You big, sexy bastard, you? <laughs> all right. Last one I have in my list of questions is visualization. Do you do it? If so, when do you do it? And how do you do it? Obviously, you visualize it as the how, but how do you harness it to improve yourself?
2: Oh, man. Adam, very there, 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 there's, <laughs> there, there's varying degrees of visualization, too, right? Um, it, it, it's, I have tried, like, the mental imagery side of it. I've I, I failed in my own mind, or at least I haven't gotten over that hump yet with it, so I've, I've kind of given up on it a bit. Um, I, I, I try okay. to put myself in a moment, if that makes sense, and uh to just kind of try to put yourself in the moment of throwing that shot that 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 kinda of calms down the nerves when you're in that shot. Um But like like pure visualization, I, I've tried it, I've failed. hmm So no.
3: I I have yeah. I I've uh I've done the visualization. Um actually I spoke about it, I don't know, one of the hundred and three podcasts in one of them. Um I uh I learned it from Perry Gillum, um, Perry, he, he played all over the Canada and he was part of the national champions in 0- 08. He played out of Sher Park for a little bit, but, uh, Perry, uh, did a, a mental imagery one day and he were, I was struggling during a, I think it was a TPC qualifying a calling winning. And he's like, why, why are you, do you mentally imaged?" And I was like, no, I never even thought about anything like that. He's like, so we worked it on a Sunday night one night and, and, uh, uh, you said black lane, nothing on the lane at all, and with a, and your ball is just a uh, like a, you throw a ball and it's just your, a white line where your ball goes. Kind of you have that kind of uh, is this is your elbow thing. No, no, it's actually smarter. But but where your ball where your it's ball a refined ball, elbow thing. <laughs> you know? But where your ball goes is just a, it's just a white line where your ball goes right into the pins kind of thing. And that mental mental imagery like that, um, I find especially when I'm playing well. Um, I, I just, that's all I think about, right. Where you kind of have that white line down the line, everything's dark. Um, and you just kind of mental imagery. The other thing is too, if I'm playing really well and you kind of get on that roll, maybe when Taylor has a 2200 for seven and you're just not even thinking, not even thinking just playing. Um, I think about pin splashes. I just, that's all I think about when I go up on the lane, I'm just thinking about pin splashes or, or just something simple like that. And it's a lot, it's a lot easier to play. Right, you're not thinking about anything negative. It's just something. You're just
4: doing the thing you just thought about. That's yeah, all and,
3: and that's all I've thought about. And especially when I'm on playing really well, or if I'm on a, on, a, on a tear for those, you know, three or four or five games, that's all I'm thinking about in my head. Um, if I hang a corner, that's fine. I'll pick it. And on next next ball, I'm up there. I'm thinking about pin splashes. I'm thinking about something like that. And that's sort of how I, and it's worked out very well for me. Yeah, when I'm when I'm doing that.
0: Uh, I'm kind of again. I'm kind of like Weber in this way. Yeah, I've wanted. Yeah. i wanted to try, and I'll do Successful what Tim, Tim says. Thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> t- For now,
4: I'm coming. Don't. <laughs> <hurt. Yeah. laughs>
0: Tim's um, Tim's thought process is really good. That visualization is a major tool to a lot of super high end athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person that really like really lives in the moment with pretty much everything and um yeah which is probably why i'm really quick on the lanes too but i get up there and i have the same cues all the time and my analysis is really quick but my focus is i get up there and i take i take that first step and then it's just you know one cue here and then one cue later on and that's it but i i don't do a lot of mental visualization at all um and i'm not saying i shouldn't it's probably something i should work on and get better at but that is something that i struggle with. I just don't know if it fits into my pre-game, my, my pre-shot routine. Yeah.
4: That's that's I, it. I I assumed you would be uh, visualize a lot based just solely off your speed. Because you go up there and you're already, you know, here's my checkbox, Already went through it, do it, and now you to do that fast, repetitive stand, go, stand, go.
0: But I, you I, talked, I, you talk, Sorry, you talked a lot about feel or precision before, and for me, like you know, it, it is it is the feel, and I think that. If I start focusing on you know that visualization like Tim's talking about like a line down the lanes I think that becomes the precision side and the precision side becomes more punchy so
4: for an example Tim was speaking about the precision side I do visualization all the time for example I bowled a whole game every day since COVID started a whole game in my head pick up the ball stand throw every day throw a game what were your scores I don't even know what the scores are. Ball, <laughs> ball rolled down this the lane, hit the pins. Scores don't I, matter. I plowed some. I picked some corners, but I went through the whole game. But I don't think of the line. I don't darken it like with the line. I've, I visualize all of the feeling. How does my leg feel? How did my arm feel? How was my slide? What did it sound like when it hit the lane? What did my fingertips feel like? What, how long did it take to get to the pins? What did the pins do when they got there? Literally, the entire show, as if it's a AAA title film, In my head as i'm running through and i do that with every single shot before i do it and i do it as i walk to the lane so as i'm kind of walking past the score stand stepping onto the approach the ball is hitting the pins in my brain i pick up my ball set and it just hit the repeat let's do the exact same thing again i talk with lynn howell lots like uh, the last couple of times in nationals uh we've bumped into each other and we start talking about a lot of mental fortitude things like that and i've kind of like the the big thing that i land on is you must have strong mental fortitude to win any of these tournaments and or get lucky that you're in the right headspace in that day because there are people that are very good bowlers that I would not say have a strong mental game, that have a very finicky game. Like I could go up beside Adam and do a couple, oh, my shoe's real sticky, Adam. I don't, I don't know these lanes. And it's probably going to fuck him up for a little bit. He'll get over it and go. But there's some people that that would – that would fucking bury their whole day. Cause they're going to be thinking well, was his shoe sticky. Or if they know me be like, well, he's a fucking asshole. Did he do that on purpose? And it's, they're going to think about it, right? Where there's a certain aspect that they might be able to wash that out and get in the right head space. But in order to be there consistently, Adam, which you are. So I will take back my previous jab consistently be there. You need to have a strong mental game, whether it's visualizing the line on the lane what you're doing or anything else, the visualization is not technically a part of the mental game. It doesn't have to be, I should say. It just means, I would say, mental fortitude you would need to have to be able to go into those pressure situations. That guy just threw a four-bagger. You need this spare or you lose the game. Kind of those scenarios to be able to pull through. You either have that ability in your head already or you're lucky that that day you're in the right headspace because there are some people, I'm sure you've seen other people that are really good bowlers but are fucking basket cases in terms of their yeah. mental game something happened somewhere that light flickered and pfft, night, night, this whole frame's fucking ruined. Cause they're just thinking about yeah. whatever happened over there kind of thing.
2: And you, you can only hold on for so long for triggers, right?
4: Yeah. Before it, but it, yeah, Cask. snowball rolls down the hill and then poof. Now yeah. you're toast.
2: And that was the one thing yeah. I was going to mention Dex is uh, I, I think it all depends on the timing of that mental imagery as well. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's probably a lot of guys that, that are, are, well, I, I, personally, I think that the right, you know, uh, mentality of it is to be able to do it off the the, the approach before you actually grab the ball and get up there. Agreed. But I'm sure there's a lot of guys that get up there, grab the ball, get up there. All of a sudden, that's part of their, their imagery routine. And I think that gets almost too mechanical. It, it's almost too close to that shot. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I
4: definitely think... see that. My, mine is already to fruition before my foot's even on the approach yeah and then it's just to do what i just did but i guess again it depends on how much i go right from picking up my ball that's where it starts so i guess if you're you know condense that down and you only think about maybe this side of the foul line then it's only a few seconds or if you're adam a couple minutes so
3: I, i will say i will say and i know lenny brought this up um i know i take a while on the lanes uh when i'm playing well um and it's not because of my most all, all the other stuff. Um, it's my rocking, my rocking is because I'm just trying to find uh the right time or rhythm to go. Um, a lot of the times you just, you, you kind of get in that rhythm where you're playing well and you, you you just have that that time you just want to go and usually you're playing well and doing it. And it's because of my breathing, not through my elbows, but <laughs> it is it, it is through my breathing because you're, you're trying to breathe and match. And, and the rocking that's usually when i try to match it right it, yep. the mental imagery has nothing to do with it that's already done before i go on the lanes right
0: so yeah
4: so yeah i have so, a I a a big in breath hope and yeah. then that's the sort of the the start
0: so i'll go back and say that i'm a bit of a liar because there is one thing that i do visualize i guess in a way but it's more just visualizing the feeling which is just the explosion point the release point like because that 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 release point if you get the timing right like like you said earlier you have that release you could feel it. it it's it's yep. there's an absolute perfect feeling to your release and when you throw that you're going to get a that's the crush no what the what
4: crush ball you let it go and you're right. like those pins are fucking, well maybe not for you guys as much but as soon as you let I it mean, go you know you, boom you make
0: it sound like i throw the ball at 30 kilometers an hour i throw it at 45. You okay throw oh,
4: kilometers so. I was, I was yeah, like, yeah, throw so... Yeah.
0: We were in yeah. Canada, man. Yeah. We are in Sorry. Canada. I, I, I MPH, buddy. But, I uh, like, uh, but yeah, th- I, I will sit there and think about that feeling before yeah. I'm up on the approach. Yeah, Every once in a while. Not very often, but you know, there's times where if I start getting into a rhythm, I just want to feel that. I'll think about that. But yeah. that's that's about the Think
4: about that good feeling and get it again. <laughs> that was a, it, it, It's yeah. all non-sexual. part of the
2: routine. And I mm-hmm. guess at that point mental imagery is part probably part of everybody's routine. It's just different varying degrees, right? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. For to get any level of consistency, there has to be some sort of mental preparation yeah. Yeah. for said thing. Just varying of how much mine is excessive detail, whereas he, Tim has everything's blacked out and he's thinking of just an individual line. Same outcome, the same end goal, just you know, different process to get there.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. But that that small aspect allows me to set put my heels down, and then I'm just basically playing a memory, and that is my muscle memory. I'm playing what I just thought about, and my body knows what to do. I don't have to think about it. I have no mental game in my approach. I literally hit the autopilot, and off she goes. But that's the benefit of throwing the exact same ball for as long as I have. I don't have to worry about – I walk as straight as I possibly can. I think I have a half a board variance at most from where my toe begins on the board to where it ends at the end of the lane. I wish.
5: <laughs> and then
4: I watch, well, I've watched you, bull i watch Wes. Wes just mind fucks me all the time. Cause he slides way left. Like, what are you looking at? Like yours tracks that to me, that makes sense that you can feel that you're not on, you're not on that straight line. So, you know, I got to do a little adjustment. He pre plans for it. So I'm like, so you looking over here. And then when you slide, it comes into focus. He's like, Sorta. Of. Like, oh, so when
2: when when he slides, slides like way over left, uh, he, I'm assuming left. Yeah, he's right right hander. Yeah. Is he throwing a hook or is he throwing back? He throws back up. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense yeah. to me. He okay. slides to the left, yeah. but he so starts. I'm throwing, I'm throwing hook doing that. Yeah, that's right?
4: also bonkers.
2: Tuck. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> it's not good. I,
4: it's, it's it's I can I can see the variability in it and why it would be easy to make very repetitive, painstakingly obvious mistakes. Because yeah. as soon as you do it, you're like ah, and then you plow. Oh yeah, I'd light that place on fucking
2: fire. And you, you, you <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. the worst part. You know what the mistake is, and you can't correct it. That's when I get frustrated. Yeah, I could see back to that whole. I thing have
4: somewhere. a a couple every now and again where I set play the video in my head, do exactly what I did and miss the middle. And then my brain's like, what? Like kind of skips for something like, you just did everything perfectly and you missed the middle. Every once in a while, like one of a thousand balls, I do that. And my brain just is, I have no idea, could not tell you. Unless somebody (laughs) was video recording, I don't know what happened. Thankfully, it's a small amount of times, but it does happen.
2: Yeah, speaking of video, that's one thing I plan on doing these first few months is I'm actually gonna start videotaping and and try to actually correct the errors. Cause there's going to be a lot of them after such a layoff.
4: Yeah, it's, that's, and then for me, that's where the mental visualization I think helps me comparatively to some other people that may be more technical. I can bowl those games in my head mm-hmm. and then I can transition that to actually doing it relatively quickly and also standing in the middle and throwing the ball like a crazy person. Kind of, there's not a lot that can go wrong. I'm, I could plow a hundred times, but I'm still going to be in that ballpark pretty fast. So the turnover, if we could have a high-end cash tournament like right away, save me a couple, uh, couple we of spots do, in there. We do,
3: we do July 24th.
4: Well, that's too early for me. Too Sorry, early. Big,
3: big, big time
2: cash
0: tournament. Yeah, period.
4: I want like 10 Gs for first. <laughs> None of this small stuff. Come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, do, do you have more questions for us, Taylor?
4: No, that was it. I ran through them all. I actually all got right. a couple extra ones there based on some of your answers.
0: Perfect. Honestly, that was absolutely awesome.
2: That's good. Thank that you. That was
0: that was really good. Yeah, that was uh, really in depth and insightful and deep. And I don't think anyone expected that from you. No, it, <laughs> that's what Tyson Nelson said.
4: You have a mental game, and I was like, "That's the key." I don't.
3: <laughs> well, we we did have one more topic, and yes, we, we do. talked about it. You know, honestly, uh, we had another Thunder Bay guest on earlier, um, Greg DeGrazia. Honestly. There's no like, you suck compared to Taylor. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If
0: we're gonna compare podcasts, yeah, for sure. You're gonna have yeah. to put an
4: 18 advisory on this one though. Yeah, 100. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Greg actually reeled it in really nicely. Yeah, he was very good. I don't know, understand yeah. why he wasn't even live either, right? So no, but that that was before. That was before when Carrie was like, mm, "No swearing, guys," and he'd go back and he would edit. And he would put in bloopers or just cut it out completely. And oh yeah, I had a whole.
4: (laughs) I was wondering if I needed to put my work filter on for the call because I do training for hundreds of people, and that's there's a part of my brain that just is pain all the time when I have to do that.
3: We, I do want to say we love Greg to death. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. We talk all the time. Well, not maybe so much during COVID, but uh, I know he's probably swearing at home, uh, back at home. And
4: Oh, yeah, he's cursing me. He's going to give me a earful the next time I see him. <laughs> and, and you sure.
3: know what? We, we love every minute of it because it's not our that, problem. It's Taylor's. So. Yeah, That's what I said to
4: Tim. I'm like, Tim, I haven't won anything. How come I'm allowed on the podcast? He said, oh, if you win something, we'll have you back. I was like,
3: yeah, double dip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so spe- speaking of that, we, the, this is usually a time that DV will end up asking a question. What is on... You know the Taylor Michelle bucket list. Um, a singles win, a team
4: win. That's we'll start there because I don't have either of those. Uh, I shouldn't say a singles win. A singles provincial win. So a national debut would be sort of. I want to get there and be at that caliber. And I think if I can get that far, a win's not out of out of reach well, at that point. Sure,
5: sure, sure. Um,
4: getting a gold with the team, having been on the team, like I would like to get the same. Chances are very good we're going to have the same kind of core group that we've always had because we don't have a, a you know a big selection. But getting a win with that team would mean a lot. Being that close, that many times, getting you know those silvers and the bronzes in those step ladder matches, that gold would be huge. You know, to finally you know get that monkey off your back. Um, we do have a crotch goblin on the way, so I don't know the cash tournaments coming up oh, Jesus. in
5: uh,
4: <laughs> uh, the the fir- like early coming. In terms of these ones coming up right now, um, but I'm going to try to get to them if if I can. My wife basically said, "You're not fucking leaving me here with that. It'll be and your last like,
2: chance." Just so well, what, up. what what
4: I said was, "We'll just ditch it on the grandparents. You can come too." And she said, "Okay, so we, I might be there. We'll both be there." <laughs> yeah.
3: It's due in November, right? October. Oh, okay,
4: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Now, if you ever met, I met Taylor's wife at Regina. He was on our our, our dream team. We kicked uh, yeah. Weber off, me and Carrie for Taylor. And I was
4: fucking atrocious. I I want
3: to point that out. We 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 kicked Adam off for Taylor. You you,
2: you did not. I I left willingly. Okay.
3: We we don't. Anyways, we kicked Taylor uh, Adam (laughs) off for Taylor, and we met met Taylor's wife. And uh, if you think uh, Taylor, um, yeah, if you think Taylor uh, is his wife's really nice, and she is super nice, but has a filter. No, she's exactly like Taylor. Yeah, Um, she's way meaner than I am. Yeah, she walked she walked up to Taylor (laughs) and said and, and said. You 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 fucking suck and just went off on him and I was like yeah. I like you like you're you're <laughs> awesome like this is exactly this is exactly what I understand right so yeah, yeah. finally got
4: to bowl with somebody from out of town she's like you're fucking ruining it <laughs>
3: <laughs> two, 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 two peas in a pod right I was like these, yeah. they're made oh, for each other perfect. they're they're perfect for each other yeah yeah she's awesome so shout out to her she was great
4: hopefully you'll see some more of her in these cash and yeah.
2: rents up I hope so too
3: yeah uh, absolutely
2: we'd, we'd love to see you.
3: yeah.
0: Well, Taylor, uh, we want to thank you for coming on. That was absolutely awesome. Uh, it was definitely, yeah, this was, they, they, they joke a lot about 5-pin after dark, and this was like 5-pin after blackout. <laughs> this was
4: 5-pin, five 5.40 a.m., let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, honestly, that, that was great. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, as always, it's always great chatting with you. Uh, if you want to hang around for a bit in the background, uh, we'll chat after, but uh, I'm going to boot your ass out now.
4: Sounds good. Thanks for having me, fellas. See, <laughs> you, Thanks, see you again Taylor. when I win something.
2: Yes, Thanks, sounds
0: good. Thanks, Taylor. Crush monster.
2: Jeez. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. You've never heard that? Never no! Heard that? No.
5: Like,
0: Crotch Goblin? You've never heard that? That's no. funny. Uh, no, that, that was great. Like I, I mean, he, is, he is one of the most vulgar people I've ever met, but he's... <laughs> And he calls himself a sociopath, and he's called himself that on multiple <laughs> occasions. But as much as, like, he tries to play it off as a degenerate, he is one of, like, the most morally sound people I've ever met in my life. And he's, you know, he's super intelligent. Um, Extreme. And he understands everything really well. And he's a great person to have around. He is. Uh, it's it's funny how he says, like, you know, 50-50 people. The, the people that don't want to have him around or the people that just don't like swearing. Get over it. He's an, ab- <laughs> he's an absolutely awesome human being. It was great to have him on. And that was one of the most insightful proportions of podcasts we've had since we've, you know, been shut down for COVID. So that was fantastic. It was excellent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was great. Um, I first met Taylor, I think I didn't even know who he was. I was talking to Greg and he grabbed my crotch and said hello. That, that, <laughs> was, that, that, that was him walking. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I think that's how I met Taylor, I think, at one time. Um, I mean, yeah. that's instant friendship. Instant friendship. We we bonded. We bonded real good. Oh, we bonded real good. But, uh, <laughs> um, he's he's absolutely great, great, uh, good friend. And uh, I, I, you can tell by his insight with everything he. Highly intelligible, and he knows his stuff. So it's... He's, he's highly intelligible. intelligible.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, you nailed that, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Timism. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta
3: got do a draw, don't we, Dex?
0: Yeah, we do. Did that pop up? I don't know. No, <laughs> my screen Not went crazy. Right. Okay, so we're gonna do the all star draw now. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank All Star Bowling Sales for once again sponsoring our podcast. Uh, it, it's a huge help financially for doing all this stuff. So, uh, thank you, All Allstar. Uh, we will add this on here. We have twenty-five entries this week. Let's uh, let's see who we're giving this away to. Adam Weber's in there. <laughs> Hell yeah!
2: <laughs> hey, I'm not part of this. I can win, right?
0: <laughs> you are absolutely Aww. part of this, Kelsey.
3: Fantastic! Congrats. That's awesome.
0: She also has a shirt coming to her yet from the hundreds, so that's nice. awesome. Perfect. Sweet deal. Okay, so <laughs> uh, w- once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors: All Star Bowling Sales, Alley Cat Brewery here in Edmonton. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Thank you, and, Adam, uh, for coming on. Tim, no, do thanks. we have any? Do we have anybody lined up for next week? Uh, we have some stones in the fire next week, so we are. Nice. That seems to be our podcast of the week lately. Stones in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do, we're, we're...
2: Do, do you guys have a vacation schedule set
3: out yet?
0: Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're having a vacation vacation on June thirtieth. We will not be having a podcast. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I
2: I, I kind of feel like a substitute teacher, you know, severely underpaid, but absolutely zero responsibility. So. Dude,
0: we, we've been severely underpaid <laughs> from the start, and you know that. <laughs> that has not changed at all. So, but yeah, so we'll we'll figure out somebody for next week, and we'll post that here right away. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and Weber, thank you once again for jumping on. Mm. Um, as always, it's a pleasure talking with you.
1: I love it, boys. Thank you.
0: Take care, guys. Have a a good week, everybody.